Welcome to the Let's Wrestle podcast with Dan and Nico. My name is Nico, and this guy over here is named Dan. So what's up? Hey, man. It's uh, it's good to be back on the fucking podcast. Oh, talk some wrestling, man. Oh yeah. And uh, this was an eventful week. Eventful week in wrestling. There's just stuff going on. Things are happening. Wheels are turning. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's start with the AW side of things. The AW Dynamite Wednesdays. Um, the opening segment. This is. You know, it doesn't happen too often, but um, we didn't get a wrestling match to open the show. Instead, we got a segment. Um, it was Chris Jericho um, calling out Diana Garcia to get an apology for him laying hands on him while he was, get- while he was beating down on Brian Danielson last, um, the week prior. Um, so Jericho's demanding answers, uh, and Daniel Garcia is refusing to answer. Uh, Brian Danielson comes in at-, at one point calling Daniel Garcia a wrestler. Um, and that he believes he's he's a great wrestler and all that shit. Uh, so Daniel Garcia, uh, visually you can see that he's torn between two worlds. He yells it out loud that he's torn. Not going to answer today. As he's trying to leave, Chris Jericho grabs him. Daniel Garcia, with his frustration, turns around, pushes his mentor to the floor. And da- there, Jer- Jericho's just in disbelief. He just can't believe what's happening right now. Daniel Garcia walks off. Brian starts to tease Jericho. Jericho then tells Daniel uh, Brian Danielson that he's been told he's one of the greatest sports entertainers there ever was. There we go, naming another uh, a, a match finally for All Out, other than the trios championship. Uh, we're gonna get Jericho versus Brian Danielson. Jericho the Lionheart versus Brian Danielson the Dragon. Um, we're going to go ahead and have them to it all out. Uh, to end the segment, Hager attacks Brian Danielson from behind, setting up a match for next week um, on the go-home edition of, of Dynamite before all out. Um, not a bad segment. Um, making Daniel Garcia have some type of, of personality, finally. His work is, has been solid. Um, his heel work, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been okay. It's been good, but... This is really bringing Daniel Garcia to the forefront as a young up-and-coming talent. Hopefully they do great things with him. What do you think about this segment? I really enjoyed this segment because um, like in the past, Daniel Garcia has just been... Uh, it feels like he's forcing like that, trying to be, you know, show that personality. And like mm-hmm. this was finally something that where he was interacting uh, with Jericho, but it didn't feel forced. Like it just... It felt natural to me. It felt real to me, um, like that he actually believed everything he was saying. And then, mm-hmm. um, of course, Brian Danielson uh, coming out, getting involved in this thing. Um, I loved it, man. But I just feel like this match, Brian Danielson versus Jericho. I think it'll be a good match just because Brian Danielson's in it. But uh, man, I don't know what it is. AEW, like we didn't know this was gonna happen until. This past week and the mm-hmm. pay per views like next week, so yeah, uh, um, it just feels thrown together like last minute. And mm-hmm. I feel like lately all the shows have felt like that for the most part, where most matches are just thrown together last minute, um, and very little matches will have an actual build up, uh, where we kind of knew that this is wh- where it was gonna lead and pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, like Jericho and Brian have been going back and forth within their groups, but it was yeah. never really about 
Jericho and Brian Danielson. It was more about Jericho and Eddie, uh, or even Jericho and Mox. But I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the, the, it's building off of the Jer- uh, Brian and Daniel Garcia kind of uh, story that's been going off um, as of late with them two um, having to miss a couple weeks. But that's fine with Brian Danielson missing a couple weeks as long as they keep bringing it up, which they kind of do. Um, but yeah, uh, it does seem random and thrown together. There's a bit of story behind it, but not like, I don't know, not consistently enough. I, I can completely agree with you on that. And yeah, there's a lot more of that, uh, going on through the show. So, uh, onward though, into the next, um, the first match of the actual night, which was Dax Harwood, Harwood, sorry, versus Jay Lethal. <laughs> Um, which this was an awesome match. Like it was just super phenomenal. Um, definitely probably like Lethal's best match in the company. I've got to say, um, they just both look like freaking studs, bro. They just look amazing in the in the match. And freaking Dax Harwood, Harwood, man, that R, uh, Harwood. He's just phenomenal. It's just insane that he's a tag team wrestler, but but he's so good at a, at a, being like in the singles. So it's fucking awesome. Uh, Jay Lethal ends up stealing the victory with a roll-up holding onto the tights. Uh, after the match, Sanjay Dutt comes out, um, announces that the opponents between FTR and Wardlow um, will be Jay Lethal, but with the Motor City Machine Guns. So that's a big um, announcement. Some TNA originals um, coming out uh, against some, well, I wouldn't say AEW originals because FTR is in it. But, you know, some AEW, you know, standouts, FTR and Wardlow. Uh, so that does sound like a very interesting trios match. Um, I feel, though, there's, there's a little too many trios matches in at All Out already announced. Um, so it's going to be kind of weird. But um, I was excited to see Motor City Machine Guns being announced. Uh, what did you think of that match in that segment at the end? Uh, dude, solid-ass fucking match because Dax Harwood can fucking go. Um Whoa. And Jay Lethal, I I said it a couple months ago or, you know, many episodes ago that Jay Lethal needed to be on TV more. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been on TV. It hasn't really been the best just because I'm not really a fan of the that giant. I don't even know his name. He used to play for the Mavs or whatever. But uh, basically, like, this match was good. I'm not going to get into the specifics of the match, but yeah. yeah. Um, I am excited though about the Motor City machine guns like showing mm. up, but are they gonna work as heels or is it just not really because it's just a, like a one-off? It feels or are they signed with the company or what's going on here? Seems like a one-off. Um, it does look like they're gonna be working heels, especially how they showed up on Rampage, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, nothing too crazy. They just like walked out and we're looking at Ward, uh, Wardlow, um, but not too bad. Like I, I. I think they're going to be working heels. I'm not sure. How are they in TNA or, or Impact? Are they working heels right now? Or are they... Um, I, I'm honestly like a month behind on uh, on Impact, so I don't know okay. what they've done lately. That's okay. But they were working as baby faces, so... Yeah. Uh, I mean, in, in the scheme of things, it doesn't really matter too, too much. Not a lot of people watch Impact, at least especially maybe not a lot of AW, you know, hard-fought fans, because I feel like there's... Like AEW fanship is starting to become less of like all the pro wrestling fans how it was in the very beginning. 
to people who primarily just watch AEW and just shit on everything else. Um, at least that's my take on it. <laughs> that's what it seems like to me. I'm not sure. Um, but let's go ahead and move on a little bit more. So there's actually a segment after this. Um, it was announced in the beginning that Tony Schiavone had a uh, announcement for a title. Uh, Taz said something funny where he was announcing his retirement. Sorry, not happening today for Shivani. Um, <laughs> but the big news uh, was he was interviewing Thunder Rosa in the back. Thunder Rosa, um, very heartfelt, uh, saddened, uh, saying that she's having to relinquish the title because she is not medically cleared to wrestle. Uh, I did hear, um, you can listen to it in the Broken, uh, I forget what it's called, not Broken School, um, Busted Open Radio, um, which she does come out on there quite a bit. And she does their panels a lot. But uh, Thunder Rosa announced on there that she has uh, been having some issues with her back. Um, she's actually on good days. She's okay. On bad days, she can barely even walk. Um, so that's what's happening with her at this point. So she's relinquishing the AEW championship. There is going to be an interim AEW Women's Championship match that's going to happen at All Out. Um, it's going to be a fatal four-way women's match. I think Tony Storm, Britt Breaker are the ones I know there for sure. And it, um and uh, what's her name? Dirt Baker's um, side. Um, Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader is really good too. Um, I only know three. I oh, and Hikaru Shida. I think she's supposed to be the fourth. So that one's. It looks like that. That seems like it could be a really interesting um, fatal four way. Um, all of them are great workers. Hikaru Shida probably the weakest of the of all. Eh, she's probably there with Hader. It is just a little bit better in my eyes just because I like how she wrestles. She wrestles real hard, hard hitting, which is what I love to watch. Um, but what do you think about that? And what do you think of the announcement of the match? Like, how do you feel the match will be? Well, I don't know because I, I was looking up something about Thunder Rosa. And basically, some people think that it's a work. Uh, or not a work, but like that basically all the backstage beef that she's been having with Britt Baker or something like that um, uh, is basically this is just a way to kind of like get her to stay away for a little bit just while that kind of blows over uh, or kind of chills out but uh, if yeah. she is hurt um, then that's unfortunate right but uh, mm-hmm. this is definitely Tony Storm's fucking time man um, they gotta put it on her I don't think they'll put it back on Britt uh, and for sure they're not going to put it on Sheeta again, uh, and fucking Jamie Hayter's not there yet. So, um, it seems like they've been building for like, uh, like a Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter split. So, uh, that's where I'm thinking that they'll go into next. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this match will be basically what kind of, you know, breaks the camel's yeah. back or whatever. So, um, this is definitely Tony Storm's time, man. I'm excited to see if uh, if they're going to do it uh, yep. or they can just fuck it up. So we'll see. And to put in a little bit of context, the um, information that I got about Thunder Rosa was in response to all the fans saying that it's a work. Um, she did mention that in the interview. Nothing too crazy, though. Um, but yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm excited. I think it's Tony Storm's time, too. I believe she should be the next champion. She's the best worker by far um, over anyone else, I think. Um, the more and more she works every single week, the more and more I'm like, just fucking do it. Let's fucking do it. I don't talk about. Um, oh, she didn't. Even, I don't think she had a match on Dynamite. Um, if she did, if I don't know, it was a previous week, which was actually a really good match. Um, all right, let's go. We're moving forward. So, 
Um, there was a match between Colton Gunn versus Billy Gunn. The match was okay. Um, the only thing that really came from this match was the aftermath. Uh, Colton won. Um, the Gun Club are jumping Billy Gunn. Um, and then we have Sorver in Our Glory come out and chase off the Gun Club, help the acclaim. Uh, later in the night, there is another segment that comes out where they're talking to each other. Um, there's a really funny line in there um, that Swerve had said. It's just like a little one-off kind of thing. Not Just probably off the cuff. It was, it was fucking great. Um, but basically, Swerve and Our Glory is like, yo, they're, they're offering a title shot for the Acclaim. They believe the Acclaim are worthy enough for Swerve and Our Glory. And um, the Acclaim, of course, take the freaking match, but then say we... We deserve to be in the spot regardless if you're giving us this um, shot or not. We're the best one, best tag team around. And, um, of course, everyone loves the acclaim. And Swerve was like, not anymore. And fuck, I loved it. I, I thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, but, yeah, so we're getting um, the acclaim versus Swerve in our glory at uh, All Out. Um, what do you think? Uh, you, you could talk about the match if you want to, but really it's the segment I'm, I'm talking about. How do you... Right. Like that announcement of the acclaimed going on against uh, Swerve in our glory. Uh, I think it's uh, they've they were owed or they were due for a, a title match, but uh, yeah. I'm excited, man, because this could be the moment when they finally win the titles. But it's also kind of weird because uh, Swerve in our glory is our baby faces also. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just gonna be like a I don't know. I, I think it would have been a better moment if this is gonna be the time when they win the titles. It would have been mm-hmm. a better moment, I think, if they beat a legitimate like heel team, um, where they could get a big pop like that, um, because that's what they deserve, man. They've been putting on some good shit uh, the last mm-hmm. you know several months, I think. Carrying uh, the weight um, when when Punk was injured, definitely. Well, uh, they were a part of it. I wouldn't say all, but they were a part no, of it. No, no, they were a part um, of it though. They were they were helped with Christian Cage and the Jungle Boy stuff, but definitely right. a big part of it. Definitely. So, um, yeah, man, like they deserve this. Uh, but I don't know if Swerve and Our Glory would have been the best team that to take mm-hmm. the titles off uh, them. So we'll see, man. We'll see and, if they um, actually pull the trigger on it. And this goes back to also another thing thing you said about the Daniel uh, Brian Danielson Jericho like we're two weeks away these this one though I was out of nowhere they were not under each other's radars this is all due to that you know wins matter type of thing which it's nice that wins matter but at the same time at least put them facing each other weeks beforehand put them in something before a match is announced for especially a tag match we only have two weeks well not even two weeks it was just this week and next week to build something Honestly, it could have been worse. They could have put it on Rampage. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, they could have, but like, but there's nothing connecting them at all. But this like, is what they do. This is what they do, pal. Like... I know that's what they do. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I could have told you that same thing in the beginning of when you talked about Jericho. I know. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. It's just, this is what they do, man. It pisses me off, but that's what it, they do. And the problem with this one, too, and I said it, I, I, had put it on Twitter too. It was like, it's cool. The acclaimed are going for it. But like, if they were to win, I feel like it has to be some shady shit between uh swerve and Keith Lee. And, um, I feel like if that happens, it's going to overshadow their title win. Like it's, it's not going to mean as much because the previous champs, you know, turned on each other. That's going to be the bigger story coming out of the match. Um, if they end up doing that, and I know it's going to suck for the acclaim, 
I actually hope that Keith Lee's the one who turns on Swerve. Whoa, that yeah. I would not see that coming. It would be a bit, like it would be definitely surprising, and I just feel like it'd be even better because like um, Keith Lee, you know, he has those big words. He can talk down to people because they're not as intelligent as him. Like there's a there's a way if he can be a heel with with how he is. So I feel like that would be perfect. Uh, well, let me let me ask you this: Do you feel like Keith Lee? Is as over as he was in WWE, like in NXT. Not- no, I don't. I don't think so at all. I don't think he is. But if I, I feel that if he were to be the one to turn, and he's doing heel stuff, he'll get just as over as he was before. I feel he's lost a lot of, lot of momentum. Um, getting yes, fired or going to the main roster, then getting fired. I feel like that would ignite his career again because he's definitely a guy who should be a main event star. Yeah, man, and like, but <sighs> I don't know, like. In WWE, that main roster run definitely did like kill some momentum that he had because before that he was just like a special attraction. It felt like he could have been that uh, for them, but then when he got to WWE, like I mean, to the, it didn't, to the roster, it didn't start off completely horrible too. Let's not forget that he pretty much destroyed Randy Orton. I think even like no selling a lot of his stuff, like he they. Yeah. But then, like, as it kept going, they kind of... I think he had some issues with his health. He was away from TV. Then when he came back, it was just nothing. And, and it was it was actually, like... That match was good for him That when he beat Randy, right? So that was good. Uh, but I feel like even in that match when it was happening, we had some doubts because he changed his appearance. And then they yeah. changed his music. Like, it just killed... Some of what Keith Lee was, um, this presentation of a fucking a beast, man, like just that can go. People love him, like just great. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, man, uh, I would not see that coming though if he does turn on Swerve. Um, but I just feel like it's gonna be Swerve. Uh, I, know. I know. I I I I think I'm pretty sure you're right on that one. Um, but all right, let's let's go on. Uh, this is probably, if anyone's listening here, what you've been waiting for for us to talk about. Uh, this was the big match announced last week. You know, we, everyone's been clawing and waiting for this to happen. John Moxley versus CM Punk for the AEW Championship unification match. So, uh, honestly, this was... Okay, it was just insane. Okay, for, first of all, you, you got to have the feeling of the whole match. As the comp... As the competitors are making their way to the ring, you can't help but feel like it's a big fight feel. Uh, Moxley makes his way to the ring looking as intense as possible as he always does. Just looks focused and pissed off and mad and just ready to fucking go. And then you have CM Punk coming down to the ring, looking straight to the ring, ready to fucking go. You know he's excited. You feel like he's. It's, this is it. This is a big fight feel. This is what you know. any wrestling fan is waiting for loving for just hoping that it's going to be one of the greatest matches you've ever seen um justin roberts goes in does his job as no one else can announcing for cm punk for john moxley and then the bell rings the two competitors staring off to each other it looks it, it looks intense they're ready to go they're ready to fight they lock up a back and forth ensues uh, John Moxley gets the upper hand at first. CM Punk goes ahead and does the same thing back to him, corner to corner. And then as they're fighting off, Moxley gets his upper hand for a little while. 
and CM Punk hits him with seems like a roundhouse kick to the head, to the head. And as he does that, he falls down and starts screaming in pain, grabbing his foot. And at that point, you're just like, what the fuck's happening? Like, damn, is this real? Is this fake? What the fuck's going on? And once Moncton gets up, it's, it's on site. He goes after Punk. He starts hitting him down with the, with the high elbows down to the chest area. Punk is looking disoriented at that point. Moxley picks him up like a rag doll and does a death rider on him. But that's not enough for this match. Moxley has to go back, pick him back up, do another death rider. One, two, three, and it's fucking over. It's done. The match was literally five minutes, maybe three. I think it's three minutes long. Uh, the crowd was back and forth um, at the beginning of the match. And now at this point, there are a lot of cheers for Moxley winning. But then the camera is pointing at different people just in disbelief that Punk lost in three minutes. It's just ridiculous. It's what the fuck were we doing here? Um... Oh my god, and and all I'm thinking at this point is like, what the fuck did I just see? I'm not upset, I'm happy, I like John Moxley, so I'm like, okay, fuck, like, let's fucking go, whatever. But like, what the fuck did we just see? Um, total disbelief. I uh, can't believe it's it's even happened. Uh, Moxley's there celebrating in the ring. Jericho, um, Jericho, CM Punk is being carried out of the ring, looks around in disbelief and sadness that he's that he's lost the match. Of course, it's okay to him. And, and gets taken out to the back of the ring. And they go to commercial break. It's, it's done. The match that we've all been waiting for was taken care of within three minutes. And just an insane moment. And everyone's talking about it. How did you feel when you saw the match? Man, um, I never thought I'd see the day. Uh, this... This was something, man. Um, I don't think I've even accepted it yet or processed what exactly happened here because obviously we thought Punk was back. They kind of referenced it last week, like, oh, is he even clear to mm-hmm. wrestle or whatever? Uh, and he was kind of like, you know, barely walking straight there. So um, was he still hurt? Did they bring him back too early? Um, is this because of all the beef that he kind of started last week when he called out Paige and all the backstage stuff that's been going on? Was this a way to, um, take him off TV for a while to let that cool down? Or, um, is he not a hundred percent yet, but he was good enough to do that and basically, you know, give the title to Moxley. So they could take the interim shit off of that uh, label or whatever. Um, and then obviously come back when he's healthy. I'm sure we'll, you'll get into like the reports of the aftermath of this, uh, of what happened here. But as far as like what happened on Dynamite, I was shocked. I was in shambles, bro. I, <laughs> I, bro. CM Punk was walking down there, even Moxley, with a fucking purpose. Like, this is mm-hmm. going to be something special. And I even texted you before I saw it. I was like, oh, yeah. Like, no matter what happens here, whether if it's good or it's bad, people are going to be talking about it because it's John Moxley. 
and it's CM Punk, uh, and especially after the way things went last week. So, big fight field. You know, the match starts. I'm like, okay. You know, and you mentioned it, like, the crowd was going back and forth, so it felt special. And then when I saw him go down when he did the kick, I was like, okay, you know, maybe they're just going to sell, like, the fact that, you know, he's been hurt or whatever. But then when he stayed on the floor longer, I was like, okay, something's happening here, right? And then basically Moxley drops him on his head or whatever. And it and it's over. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, my mouth was open for, like, ever. Um, I think until, like, they had Punk walking him out or whatever. And, man, yeah, like you mentioned, the people were in disbelief and the crowd was kind of loving it, like, also. So, I don't know, man. I don't know what this was, but I turned it the fuck off. I didn't want to watch this shit anymore. Uh, Of course, I've given it some thought since that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it is because he wasn't ready to go fully, then okay this makes sense and the the fact that you did it this way got people talking and whether if it you think it's good or it's bad it got people fucking talking and that's what the business should be about which is the same thing they did last week when punk went off script apparently that got the world talking and it's no coincidence folks that cm punk is heavily involved in things like this in AEW. That make it so interesting, make you want to watch next week because a lot of the bullshit on this show is does not make you want to watch next week for that, right? Oh, okay. No, no, you need to calm down with that. So, well, I'm saying like we mentioned the Jungle Boy and Christian stuff that was good for a couple uh, weeks, and also the acclaim they've been good for several weeks. So that made you want to watch next week, and this stuff right here. It makes you want to tune in next week and see what's going on. Now, I was upset when this match happened, so I turned it the fuck off. I was like, I didn't understand, but I've processed it more now. But I'm still <laughs> in shambles as of like, what? Like, I can't believe this happened, man. I'm sorry, uh, I just had to go off on that. Like, That's okay. Um, I will say I did rewatch the match before we um, started up again, just so I can have it fresh in my mind. Um, and I was thinking while I was watching this match, I'm like, what if? I ain't just saying what if. Because Punk, super babyface. Everyone fucking loves him. No one hates him. But then I'm, um, I'm thinking about it. The crowd is cut in half. People were kind of booing Punk in the beginning when he came out. Like there, He didn't get straight up cheers like he always normally does. He was getting some boos in there. Right. And I'm thinking it's because of all those smart marks who are reading out that he's having issues in the back. Um, you know, punk in his own ways, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck. What if those are are planted stories to the observer, to Ryan Sapp, all these little things, planted stories so that it can turn the crowd on punk. And we're witnessing the start of a heel punk. Maybe he's going to come back saying it's unfair. Like everything is like busy with the company or whatever. Maybe he can talk more shit about everybody else. But there's little things there. So maybe this isn't the start of a heel turn. 
And it's going to fully take place all out when he t- regains the title back, if he regains the title back, if he's even actually going to wrestle, if this is a work or not a work. Um, so that's kind of what I was feeling um, when I was, was kind of watching it. And especially because how he was holding the title, kind of almost arrogantly holding the title up like for a very long time. Even the referee was like, all right, you done? All right, you done? All right, you done? So I don't know. Have they announced like what it's going to be like the title match or what? At the no, paper? they haven't. Um, on Rampage, all they did was just show like back, like behind the scenes, like stuff that happened after the match, Punk being carried out, um, mm-hmm. put onto like a, a thing and they were asking him how his foot felt. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't feel anything. All I felt was the pain. It kind of like when I broke my foot. Um, so I don't know. It seems seems more like they're gonna go. It, it's it's the fact that he probably just couldn't come back quite yet, but was able to just do that portion of it. Um, but only time will tell. We'll find out on Dynamite the the go home Dynamite, which is fucking weird because we're only we're a week away from All Out, and we don't have a title main event match. Like, Why are they like this, bro? Why are they like this? Dude, I have no idea. They should have been building this shit like a long-ass fucking time ago in a town called Kickapoo. Uh, but Jesus Tony Christ. Khan, why are you the way that you are? It's simple like, stuff, really. It's really just, just build up. Even if you don't want to announce the match four weeks in advance, just start building to it. Just put someone in front of him. Put someone in front like, of the champion. He's supposed to be the promoter. The promoter. Of the year, two time, so, two time. Like, the build up to a big payoff is like the and, fundamentals of storytelling wrestling. You know, like and one of their flagship pay per views. This is all out. You know, all in was the pay per view that pretty much birthed AEW. So how are you gonna not have a title match lined up for your for one of your flagship pay per views, uh, like? Two weeks in advance, at least. There's this. We're gonna go in there. It's gonna be honestly. If we're gonna find out, literally, with one day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days in advance for the fucking yeah. pay per view. Why does anyone even want to go to the pay per view? The other matches aren't that fucking great. They're cool, yeah. but like Jesus Christ, it blows my mind, man. Blows yeah. my mind. All right, enough of the rant. Um, crazy stuff. Um, more to find out on Wednesday. But Tune to continue in. and end the show. Um, there was a segment with Christian Cage where he cuts like a delusional heel promo, which was actually pretty great. Um, basically, they've announced another match. Um, and this one makes more sense. This was building to this. Um, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. Christian has accepted Jungle Boy's um, uh, match offer at All Out. So we're going to get Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy at All Out. Um this should be a good ending to the feud, I believe. If not, they could probably push it on a little, little bit longer. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's, um, that's what's coming. That's the only one, only match, literally, uh, other than the Jay Lethal and Wardlow match that has like has had a proper kind of build up too. Actually, no, the Jay Lethal Wardlow okay build up, not really too traditional. This one more. Traditional, like they they need that build. They've they've had the build up, the yeah. you know Christian getting away from Jungle Boy, turning on Jungle Boy. He turned on Jungle Boy at the last pay per view, right? Uh, yes. uh, no, it wasn't a pay per view. It was um, 
Wasn't yeah. it when they lost the titles? It was on Dynamite. No, they lost the titles on a pay per view. Oh, when they lost the titles. Um, yeah. No, wasn't it the ladder match? Yeah, which was at a pay per view, no? No, that was on Dynamite because the Hardys were going to be in that. Um, oh, that match. No, that was I, I thought it was at the pay per view. They lost it to the Young Bucks. And then the Young Bucks lost it on TV. To swerve in our glory. The last pay per view was double or nothing, and the Hardys faced um, the Hardys were the the Bucks. Um, Watching double or nothing together wasn't well. Jungle Boy and them would have been in that match, no. No, we saw that abomination of a match with the Hardys, um, barely able to walk Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy versus uh the Bucks and the Bucks. Uh, you're right. That's fucking weak. It was on Dynamite, man. But yes, to your point, though, the build has been there. The build has been there. So, yeah, yeah, the build has been there. So um, should be a good match. Christian Cage is obviously going to... If you notice, Jungle Boy is a lot better when he's in there with guys who are like actual veterans. Yeah. yeah, like Christian Cage is going to be a clinic, I'm sure. But um, I just hope that something in this match happens where... It elevates Jungle Boy even more, uh, and hopefully he can keep that that momentum, you know, and make something out of himself. Damn it, because he's got potential. But he needs to fix his promos, honestly, before yeah. he's gonna do it. Like he has the skill, the skill's only gonna get you so far. You need promos, Come and on. the people love him. And that's you know, it's um, even though he has some flaws that. You know, other people at his age have already, you know, fucking surpassed him. Um, so Daniel Garcia, dude, Daniel Garcia is gonna be a fucking star. I mean, yep. think of like MJF. You know, these guys, they're there, man. Think of a uh, fucking Austin Theory. Like, there you go. Exactly. So that match should be good, and um, we'll go ahead and move on to the next and final. Um, the main event of the match uh, of the of the card, which was Death Triangle versus United Empire. Um, this was basically a spot fest match, which was still entertaining. Like it's not completely horrible. I mean, it's a trios match, so might as well make it a spot fest. Fuck it, especially since these these two teams, um, bunch of high flyers, uh, crazy shit happened to the through the match. If you watched it, you watched it. If you didn't, you did it. It's a it's a good match. I wouldn't say it's amazing like Dave Meltzer and give it five stars. I don't I don't think it was five stars worthy. Um, but it was a good match. It was entertaining if you like all the clips and stuff, which I do, I'm not saying I don't. It just it, it wasn't there wasn't a clear cut story within the match. It was just like I'm gonna do this trick and I'm gonna do this trick and I'm gonna do this one and I'm gonna do this flip. So that's all I'm saying. Anywho, um and United Empire actually ended up winning, which surprised me to be honest, because they're um, presence within AEW hasn't really been that great. Let's not forget that when um, Worlds Collide happened, that's where the Jungle Boy lost the title, I think. Wasn't it? Anyways, no, it wasn't. Um, no, it any, was. Anyways, huh? No, I was just saying, I don't think it wasn't. No, nah, I don't think it was. But anyways, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, they've, they've been losing. You know, they lost against, uh, let's not forget, Orange Cassidy, I believe, beat... Um, Will Ospreay in a match, and then United Empire ended up losing to the best friends. I don't think at Worlds Collide. Or did they win? 
I don't even fucking remember that pay per view. So, like, it, it's been it's not remember like not memorable. It's not a memorable pay per view. It was a cool it was a cool event, I guess, but not memorable. Anyways, surprise United Empire won. Um, well, the very... Worlds collided. Forbidden Door. Whatever the fuck. It, it didn't matter at the time when it happened, anyways. Okay. My well, ass. I did not watch um, this oh, match because because I had turned it the fuck off. But I did see a clip um, where they were just doing like all these routines. Like um, I'm guessing it happened at the beginning of the match. I mean, don't um, say routines. Every match is a routine. I mean, some guys can call it on the fly, you know. But, yeah, uh, but like you, Macho Man never called anything on the fly. Everything was written down. Da- Diamond Dallas Page never fucking called shit on the fly. It was all written down. So it's okay, stupid. But, yeah, have you seen that clip where um, it went kind of viral where like Will Ospreay and Ricochet start the match in like that similar way? Like, yeah. Where, okay, so that's what that looked like. And that's bullshit. So... This match, oh my god, it's not. This match was probably a clusterfuck of a match, and I'm sure it was uh, not a five star match. Um, no, but that's no. probably what they called it. Um, dude, I don't know, it's it's whatever. Will Osprey is obviously great, but um, and even I can get down with the other two dudes, but um, they look no, good, man. they look the, the other two people from United Empire, they looked real good in this match. Um, but yeah, it's a trios match. Eh, I don't have really much to say about it, man. It's let it's me whatever. put this in perspective already too, because what I was talking about the trios matches, there are three trios matches that I think that are going to happen. Actually, we'll we'll go one more and then we'll talk about that. So let, that was the end of Dynamite. Dynamite, pretty solid show. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was pretty entertaining. There was a lot of good shit that was in there. A lot more good than bad, I would say. Um, because even the main event, it's not a bad match. It's still really good and really entertaining. That wasn't even, that's not really even the main event. So what it was there for was, was good enough because the Moxley, it's punk stuff. That was really what everyone came in to watch. Um, so that was a nice entertaining match. You know, there's enough story done within the whole, whole part of dynamite that this was, this was given that chance just to be, you know, go out there and do what you can do, you know, do y'all do you. So not bad. Now, Rampage, uh, you know, was okay. Um, so Rampage actually started off with a trios match. Um, it was the House of Black versus the Dark Order. The match was okay. It was whatever. The only thing that really is noteworthy is that the Dark Order actually won the match. Um, how they won the match was that Miro what? actually walked out. Yep, yes. Miro walked out and um, distracted the House of Black. Um, Buddy Murphy actually first started running up to Miro while he was on the entrance way. He knocks um, Buddy Murphy out of the way. He's walking down the ramp, and then he meets up with Brody King. He hits Brody King, knocks him out of the way. Then he's making his way to the ring, takes a little bit of a stare down to Aleister Black. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, while he's, I got to name say this. When he's at the entranceway, I forget which member of the Dark Order, the one without a mask with long hair. Ben? No, okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the names. I forget. <laughs> they I roll... He rolls up Aleister Black, gets the one, two, three, and then he's out. They won. Dark Order wins. Um, then ensues Buddy Murphy getting hit. Brody King next. And stare down between um, Miro and Aleister Black. 
as Miro is getting into the ring, gets into the ring, Buddy Murphy um, catches up to him, beats him down. Brody King comes in. They're all beating down on Miro. He's got no chance right now. And then out comes Darby Allen and Sting. And it's kind of funny because on commentary, everyone's trying to say, it's Sting. And then Tony Schiavone's like, nah, guys, it's like this. And he goes, the, it's Sting. So that was kind of cool. That shit is so cringe, man. I it's hate when Tony It's not even cringe, dude. Shut up. I hate you when hate, I don't. I don't know. Why? That's, that's like the, the thing for Sting. It's not even that bad. It's actually I better know. than how everyone else does it. I know that was his thing, right? But now it's like, stop, bro. Just stop, Shivani. Uh, it's uh, like it's like that thing, like, like just wait. If you stop doing it, everyone would want to fucking have it. Because it's like everyone hated Michael Cole saying, vintage this, vintage that. But then when you see him now and it's Randy Orton, he's like, vintage Orton. And you're like, oh, my God, he said it. So shut up. But that shit's actually good, okay? No, no, no. Shut the fuck up. Everyone hated it before, too. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, Anyways, I always liked it. No, you didn't. Shut the fuck up. I remember you <laughs> said, fuck Michael Cole. Fuck that bitch. Until <laughs> like you see an interview with him with Pat McAfee, and then everyone fucking loves him. Which, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm in the same boat with that. I'm not going to lie. Until I saw that interview with Pat McAfee, I didn't like Michael Cole. I thought he could eat shit. Everybody, after, everybody used to hate The Miz, and now they appreciate yeah, and then his you know what happened? You see the realness in him, and that's what that's, I kind of feel how what happened with Michael Cole. Like, you saw how much dedication he had in that interview with Pat, Pat McAfee. So it was like, okay, you know what? Michael Cole, you're fucking cool. I'm sorry I ever hated you. Um, at least that's how I felt. Anyways, they come out. Riots ensue. They, the, the House of Black leave the ring. Um, Sting has, like, that half face paint going on where he has half of it looking like Alistair Black, the other half looking like Sting. Um, since he got sprayed in the face with the Black Mist. Um... I don't know if they announced it there. I don't think they did, but I feel like that that's going to be the match at All Out. It's going to be Miro, Darby Allin, and Sting versus the House of Black. And this is what I was talking about. Um, I feel like there's too many trios matches that are going to happen at All Out. You're going to have the trios match between uh, FTR Wardlow and Jay Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. Then you're going to have the, the finals of the trios championship tournament that's going to take place at All Out, which is probably going to be United Empire and um, and Kenny Omega and them, I think. If they're not in the same bracket, i got to look at the bracket. Um, that's kind of what they insinuated at the end of Dynamite. Well, the real problem is that there's probably going to be 12 matches, 10 with no build, and 2 with the build. So, Yes, but also, regardless, we already talked about that. So, yeah, they have three trios matches that are going to happen. It's like, uh... Wait, wait, so you're telling me that because I didn't watch Rampage. Um, so you're telling me that the Dark Order beat the House of Black? Because of a interference. Not really interference, but because of a distraction from Miro, yes. Wow. Um, I mean, they didn't beat them cleanly, so it didn't really matter. But still, I mean... And it makes more sense, honestly, because this is the only, the only um, kind of feud that had a build-up, too. They're like one of the only real trios that they... Like they have and not just put together. I mean, uh, Kenny Omega um, and the Bucks. I know, that and like Triangle has been a thing too for a while. I know, but and then the United Empire is an actual trios too. But like, think about this. So that Triangle has not really been around like too much together because sometimes one guy is out or whatever. No, like, but they've been, a, feel... they've been established as a team. Let's don't. Okay, but okay, but this is what I'm saying. Alrighty, they're not just thrown together. Is what I'm saying. The best, besides the best friends, 
Um, the Dark Order can trio, definitely be a trio. There's enough people to be in trios. I don't know what I, you're talking about. I know, but this is what I'm trying to say. I need to make my point here. The okay. House of Black is one of the most actual like trio teams that they have where they've been in the same kind of storyline and like they've been established as the recent like dominant kind of trio that they have. The best friends are yes, we know that's a trio, but I don't really give a shit about them. And uh, that's not that then then you're not being true to what you're saying. You're you're giving them you're shitting on them just because you don't like them. Well, but they've been I'm established is why isn't the House of Black being pushed to win these titles if recently they've probably done more as a trio? Because the best friends, they throw in other people at times, and then the Dark Order is the same thing. We don't know who's really going to be teaming up together or whatever sometimes. But mm. um, And then Death Triangle, um, you know, Phoenix was out for a while. Uh, Pac, you know, sometimes we don't see him for a while or whatever. Um, the one that we saw more was Pentagon by himself mm-hmm. it just with the house of black usually 80 90 percent of the time when you see them on tv they're all together yep um whether if it's a backstage fucking segment or if it's something in the ring i just felt like they should have probably been the ones to be pushed towards these titles but um i guess i think they're gonna give it to kenny and uh and the bucks um is that what you're thinking or <laughs> no i think wait let me uh, let me look at the bracket real quick before we continue, because I saw the bracket. Um, go back, go back. AEW uh, trios. Is Osprey's team is still in it, right? They won their match. Yeah, they won their match. Okay. So Death Triangle Osprey. Oh, uh, you know what? It, you know. <laughs> this is making me mad. Um. Okay, so Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are probably going to win it, but yeah, I. <laughs> With who's going to the next round? You know who they're gonna face? Who? The best friends. Oh my god! It's gonna be the best friends versus Kenny Omega and the Bucks, unless they lose, because Kenny Omega's not one hundred percent. Unless they lose, and if the United Empire actually win uh, their match on Dynamite, or I think it's on Rampage, because the brackets are um, Dynamite and oh no no no, it would be on it would be on Dynamite. Um, if they lose their match on Dynamite, if the United Empire end up going to the finals, that means the best friends are going to win the titles. And oh. honestly, I was actually thinking that they would pro- they're would they probably going to be the first champions because I totally forgot about Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Oh, my God. Okay, so so Dark Order is going to face um, Osprey's group, right? No, Dark Order is going to face the best friends on Rampage next weekend or next oh, week. Oh, best friends are going to win that. Yeah, best friends are gonna win that one. Like, it's oh, not because they're great. It's just because the Dark Order is even worse than they are. So yeah, whatever, dude. They're more over than anything. You see everyone <laughs> wearing their fucking shirts and shit. And honestly, oh. like I said before a couple of weeks ago, this is probably the best spot to put them. Oh my god! Then why bring back Kenny? Like, if he's actually not because the real feud. Oh, you know what's gonna happen? I know how they're gonna beat Kenny Omega in the Bucks if it happens. If okay. Kenny Omega and the Bucks go on to All Out, they're going to be jumped in their match by the Undisputed Era. And that's how they're going to lose their match. They, I know they're hurt or whatever, but the Undisputed Era should have been the first champions, in my opinion. But whatever, right? Um, I don't know, man. This tournament's all weird and, and just like any other tournament they usually do. But uh, yeah, it's whatever. 
We'll see. Ah, okay. All righty. Then um, later in the card, there was Will Hobbs having a squash match. Um, okay, that sounds Ricky, decent. Ricky Starks did have a promo on, on Dynamite, which was pretty decent, pretty okay, very heartfelt. Um, calling basically Will Hobbs a, a, a snake. Will Hobbs came in on Rampage, did a, did a squash match. And after the match, you goes to the Titantron. You have QT Marshall and the Factory, who have basically Ricky Starks beat down already, being held down. And they're saying, "Yo, Hobbs, we have you. Yeah, I told you it was gonna. We were gonna come through." And um, then QT Marshall goes and, and punches um, Ricky Stark in the face with his watch on his hand. Um, so that's happening. <laughs> Not too bad though that Will Hobbs gets a squash match, which he did. He did his spine buster at the end. Looked fucking nasty as fuck. So good. Thing. Is it, is it huh? just me, or are they putting like more squash matches on Rampage now? Which uh, is not a bad thing, I think. Um, you know uh, that. Go ahead. I was just say that's where they can showcase and build people more than just hearing about it uh, about what happened on Dark. So. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think they are, and I feel like they have to because you can only have it's only one hour, so you can only have really two decently long matches, and then the next one and a couple of segments and then a squash match would make sense. So, yeah, they are having more squash matches, but it totally makes sense because of how long the freaking show is, only a fucking hour. But um, we'll see what happens on Dynamite. Uh, I thought they were gonna have a match at All Out, Ricky Starks and um. Powerhouse Hobbs. And if they don't, for me, I think that's okay. I feel like that's too soon for them to meet up. Um, if Ricky Starks is actually injured, because it kind of almost alluded like he was on, um, on Dynamite. It may have to happen later on down the line, but that's okay too, because then you can build up Will Hobbs, have him get some good wins and meaningful wins, and then have Ricky Starks come back out and beat him somehow. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's actually pretty good. Um, another thing that happened on Rampage, Jade Cargill, um, calls out Athena for a match at All Out, so here we are again, announcing more matches, and, um, a bra ensues, Athena comes out, hits her, and it's a weird brawl where Athena first hit her, but doesn't keep hitting her, instead stands back, and then Jade Cargill gathers herself, and then hits her back, so it was like, if you're gonna jump somebody, jump someone 100%, you know, you should get the upper hand, Stupid, but we're gonna have that match at all out. I'm not feeling uh, Athena, man. Uh, of course, like the double or nothing debut was like, oh shit, you know, she's fucking here, like this could be something, but then, like, after that, like, it just got old really, really quick. Yeah, it's me. I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like they're protecting Jade Cargo way too much, like, she looks unstoppable, but like. She's great, man. She's the second coming of China. Like, uh, oh. she's better. Th- she's better than China, but her presence is still not the same as China's. Like, China had the attraction thing behind her because China wasn't a great worker. Like, let's not pretend like she was. Um, but she had the presence of of someone huge. Um, but I don't know. I don't feel that same with Jade Cargo. Like, she's getting better in, in her work. But I don't feel like she has that same presence. Like, oh my god, we gotta watch the Jade Cargo match. I think she like, looks like a star. Like, I mean, looks yes, like look wise yes, but her work isn't all that. 
Mm, and I don't then know. Her, her talking, she seems corny, to be honest. Oh, come on. You want to call Jade Cargill corny? Yeah. Because of what she's supposed to be. Like, like her gimmick isn't supposed to be like, I'm just fucking hunt, fun, whatever person. But you it's won't just, call this. You oh. won't call the stuff that Orange Cassidy does corny. No, because that's not him. <laughs> it's like it, that. What he does in the ring is what he was always built for. The problem with Jade Cargill is that she's still building herself. Like I don't think she should be. She should have been the first TBS champion. I don't feel like she was completely ready for that title. I don't Who feel like she's it? completely ready. I don't honestly think they should have had a TBS title. I don't think anyone really should have. And if anyone should have, it should have been the person who was going to go for the world title afterwards. So at this point, you know, you could have put it on an entering Tony Storm or an entering. Like, honestly, the women's division sucks dick. Like, let's not think that, pretend like there's something special that. about the women's division. Well, look, 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 this is what they should do. Put the world title on Tony Storm. And then eventually have Jade Cargill beat her. Uh, and I think that's the way they should go. But, um, dude, who else? Like, Jade had a run. Thunder Rosa had a run. Sheeta had a run. Who who else hasn't had a run? Who deserves it? And don't say Statlander because she's fumbled the bag. Dude, there's no already. one. There's no, what I'm trying to say, this women division sucks, dude. So there's no I'm one sorry. that should have that spot. No I'm one gonna- should have it. Jay Cargill deserves it. I think. Uh, I don't think so. I think she gets. I think she gets too much. Too much TV time. Um, that could go to somebody else that's better. Uh, they could have given the TBS title to the one who lost to uh, Thunder Rosa at the last pay per view. In your opinion, is Britt Baker still the best champion they've had? Any belt? Any belt? Uh, Britt Baker. Yeah. I would only, I would have best. to say I would have to say yes only because they've actually they actually put something behind her like they put her into meaningful storylines what have they done for Thunder Thunder Rosa God man honestly it's unfortunate that she got injured but it was time I felt um it yeah got but pretty- like yeah it's it was time because they don't put anything behind her they don't make her being champion fun or like great because she's not put into any storylines Britt Baker though on the other hand. She's on it. She's on every dynamite. She's talk. She has a promo to cut on somebody every single dynamite. If she's not wrestling, she's just talking shit to somebody. So she's entertaining. What do they do with Thunder Rosa? She's missing every other week. She does a promo every now and again and doesn't wrestle. Well, Britt like, Baker is one of Tony Khan's buddies outside of uh. Well, yeah, but like that's, so. that's, we can get into that too. But that's what I'm saying. Look, like these. Thunder Rosa, you want her to drop the title because they haven't booked her right. Yeah. Like, she's one of the better wrestlers, but they didn't book her right. And I'm I just saying Jade Cargill is, is still green. You can still see it in her matches. She's only as good as her next oppo- as her opponent that she's facing. And she, she's like Jungle Boy. If she's but not it's facing a secondary the, title, though. I know, but it's still a title is a title. It should mean something, or the, play, the person who has it should make it mean something. But this title doesn't seem like it means anything. Like, all their titles except for their world titles, even the women's title. I'm lying. Fuck it. Only the AEW title seems like it's a fucking title. Because every other title, if it's not held by one specific person, means shit. But I, everyone... 
I don't completely disagree with you on that, but I do like that Jade Cargill has like a stranglehold on that fucking title, and it seems like she's just running through everybody. Uh, whether it's meaningful or not to you, um, I mean, who it's was a credit. They're who building up a champion. How? Who was her last opponent? Madison Rain, I think. Madison Rain? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Madison Rain was decent. Who was the one before that, though? Uh, she's beat everybody. I mean, I'm sure she, she's beat Sheeta. They literally put her against the fucking chick from the, from the Jericho, the Jazz, whatever the fuck. They just added uh, her. Uh, Ty Conti or, or no, Anna J. Anna J. She's beating both of them, I think. So she had Anna J. One of her first feuds with it was that fucking chick that's in her group now. Well, that's injured currently. I think the only one that she hasn't beat is probably like uh, Tony Storm or Britt Baker. I don't yeah, know if she she's beaten the Rosa. She, she hasn't faced anyone who's actually in the main event. Like this well, title doesn't even seem like a mid card title. If that's the mid card for the women's division, that sucks. They need Sasha Banks. They need Sasha Banks. They that wouldn't even be anything for the mid card. <laughs> That would literally no. just go to the main event. I know, but as far as like a division being sucky, uh, Sasha Banks would be great, and so would Naomi. Uh, but Sasha Banks would change the game, man, if uh, if they were ever to do that. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I told you it wouldn't happen. I think she, well, or now that Triple H is in power, I think even she's then, gonna go back. I think she would have wrestled in Japan first before she even wrestled in AEW. I don't know how you see that, buddy. I don't. What is because there in Japan? It's close to California, China. I said Japan. What is oh. out there in Japan in women's wrestling that's any good? It's, that it's closer to California than it is to anywhere else. Sasha Banks is going to be doing more Hollywood shit. A and I feel like she would just do more Hollywood shit, but also wrestle in Japan. Like I don't, I don't think she would want to wrestle in AEW. She's too big time. Honestly, she has enough money. She's fucking like charging a shit ton of money just for pictures, and she's not even in the fucking picture. So like, I don't think she would go to AEW. She's not in that part where like she needs to wrestle in AEW. She needs to be on TV. I think if she were to wrestle at that point, she would just wrestle to wrestle. And being in another fucking company like AEW, like I don't think it would have suited her unless she was the champion. Like I feel like if if Sasha would have gone to AEW. She would have said, make me your champion as soon as possible. Because I ain't doing it any other way. They, she shouldn't have to say that. She shouldn't have to, but I'm pretty sure, I'm sure she'd have to say that to Tony, Tony fucking Khan. She's ten times the star that Britt Baker is. And that Britt Baker right now is probably, probably their biggest star besides maybe Tony Storm um, yeah. that they have in that division. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm not too um, high on the TBS title or Jade Cargill. But we'll see what happens. That's going to be a match at the All Out, so it doesn't matter. Um, and then the main event happened, and it was Dustin Rhodes versus Claudio Castagnoli, which was for the ROH. I put RHO. Anyways, ROH Championship. It was a good match. Nothing too exciting, nothing too crazy. I just wanted to talk about this because I feel like Claudio is still not getting a good presentation within AEW or AEW Ring of Honor. Um, <laughs> Even though he's champion, he's still not in the storyline. He's still not set up for a match at all out. Like, what are they doing? Maybe they could throw him in one of the ladder matches they always do. Now they might fucking throw him into that ladder match that's happening. Um, but yeah, I just feel like Claudio deserves a little better. Um, 
And Dustin Rhodes, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe this can build to Dustin Rhodes having another one more match um, <laughs> at All Out um, next week on Dynamite. We'll see. Um, That's like a uh, solid match. I might have to go back and watch that. It was kind of messy, bro. Not going to lie. There's some spots where it was like, Maybe it was intentional. Um, I'm hoping that there, if it's if there's everything was intentional in that match or anything, because it looks messy, bro. I'm telling you. Um, but it just looks messy because it looks like they're not comfortable yet with each other. I feel like if they were to do a second match, it would be even better. But um, I'm hoping that we get like a maybe a Dustin Rhodes heel turn or even just a fucking Arn Anderson heel turn. God, Arn Anderson's still around. Arn was in his corner with his um, son Brock, so I think it'd be kind of interesting. Like if Dustin does get like a second chance at the title and he loses again at All Out, if Arn Anderson were to turn on Dustin Rhodes and kind of bring, call back to Cody, like I'm tired of your family and I'm tired of having to carry your family. We beat down your family because he was with the Horsemen. You know, there's a lot of story between the Rhodes and Dustin, so they can kind of make that story, and Brock can be his kind of like person that's going to be attacking them you know okay i could get down with that if he uh puts over brock um i guess that could be good for him but um yep yeah that's not a bad idea pam um only con hire me because y'all suck dick anyway (laughs) (laughs) that was rampage rampage was okay the greatest part of rampage of course was mark henry um but yeah man that was aw this week (sighs) Wow, uh, what a fucking shit show! Um, no, Rampage was a shit show. Let's let's not say the whole thing. Dynamite was de- was good actually. Every but, and it's crazy because everything up until that Punk match was pretty pretty good. Not too bad. Um, yeah. After it wasn't bad either. It's just you didn't watch it, so you wouldn't know. Yeah, whatever. But hey, man! But the Christian because the Christian Cage promo was good. You missed it. You should actually rewatch that. Um, I might. I just might. Um, I and still got I, bad taste in my mouth. And the Death Triangle and United Empire thing was why did you suck dick or what? Anyways, <laughs> Bro, I don't know why I was thinking like. I was thinking like he you know he could say something like that and you fucking said it bro. Oh my god. Alright. <laughs> Anyways, you know Empire Match, you you can watch that if you want to watch something that's like literally a spot fest, but it's still entertaining if you go into the mindset like that. But um yeah man. Alrighty man. Well, um I think that'll do it for AEW for this uh for this week, and we will move on over to Greener Pastures. Um recently these days in wwe that was better okay yeah so uh but yeah man we're gonna be talking about some raw and some fucking smackdown uh honestly actually before i get into the show i just got a notification that clash of the castle is gonna be at 1 p.m eastern Mm. uh so that'll be 12 central uh for here so yeah, man. Or if you live in Cali, it'll be 10 a.m. That's pretty rough. Um, it's not too bad, dude. <laughs> I wake well, up at 7 every morning. <laughs> I know, but like to watch a pay-per-view, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's 
that. So we get into this week in WWE. Uh, honestly, man, I said it last week. Raw was better last week than SmackDown, and that's something we haven't said in a long time because uh, SmackDown's been pretty dominant with Roman, of mm-hmm. course, uh, leading the charge. Uh, I think this week, again, Raw was better than SmackDown. I don't know how you feel on that. Did you feel I that? I okay. Um, but and SmackDown you know, the- wasn't shitty, I'll say that. SmackDown wasn't shitty this week. Like, last week, it was, it was really bad, but this no, week was actually pretty decent. Yeah, it was not a, a bad show. Uh, I'm not saying that, but Raw was just better, and Roman Reigns is not even on the show. Imagine that. Uh, well, I mean, that that can happen. That's that's what it was. That's what it's for. Like Roman Reigns makes the show even better, but you have enough superstars to have a great show still. But there's some shows like some SmackDowns where he wasn't on for whatever reason. And you like, you're like, well, this show was pretty bad. Uh, but if Roman was on, like, at least there was something good there. Yeah. But I'm just saying that um, basically, Raw was good. They didn't need their top star to be there. And this is so good for Monday Night Raw, man. So uh, they start off the show uh, with Rollins and Riddle going at it backstage. Uh, it felt like because they started the pyro, but then they stopped it to cut to the back. Uh, and then you see like the camera, the cameraman running to the back. So uh, like, man, I like that, man. It's the little things like the detail uh, on this. But uh, anyways, they go to the fight. Uh, they eventually spill to the crowd uh, and then through the ramp up to the entrance. And then they're finally separated, taken to the back. Uh, then after they promote what's on the card, then the fireworks go off this time to start the show. So. I just love the detail on that personally, but um, then here comes Trish Stratus. Uh, this is a surprise. I don't think she was advertised. Am I correct on that? No, she was advertised. She was advertised. Okay, I, I think it was like more of a, a like a Twitter, like Facebook kind of thing that she was advertised, but nothing uh, like advertised from last week. But she was she was advertised. Okay, okay. Um, and speaking of advertised, they've. Uh, also advertised Kurt Angle for next week. Ooh, um, yeah. So they're talking about possibly one more match. I did read a report on that. Yeah, he just um, got knee surgery recently. Dude, this could be... Maybe we can finally get that John Cena-Kurt Angle final match uh, or something like that. I don't know. but That's hard. Or, or probably not because I, I think Cena's just too busy these days, man. Uh, we love that for him. So... Uh, Trish Stratus comes out, though, uh, says, you know, it always feels like home in the ring and that she's been thinking lately. Um, and then that's when Bailey comes out uh, and basically tells her, what the hell are you doing here? Um, you're in the past and we're in the now. Then out comes Bianca, uh, basically just hypes up Trish. Um, and then Trish tells Bailey uh, that I can go from retired to was retired. Um, you know, basically, if you want me to. So uh, then Bailey says, well, there's three of us and there's, you know, two of y'all. And then here comes Alexa and Oscar. Uh, and then that's when it kind of became a bit of a kind of weird to me. Uh, but then Bailey backs off. And then we go into the semifinal tag title match, which I don't really think too much about the match just because I still feel like. 
the tag titles are um, a little ruined for me, but I have faith in Triple H that he's going to bring some prosperity to these titles, some meaningful, um, you know, runs and teams, hopefully, in the future. Uh, but what did you think before we get into what happened in the match of Trish Stratus coming out, possibly having another match? Do you think that's going to happen with Bailey? Um, I think it'll happen, and I think uh, Trish Stratus going for another match. Not too bad. Um, but look forward to it because her last match was actually pretty great. Um, and if she's going up against Bailey, I can only assume it's going to be great also because it's a great opponent to have. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It wasn't too crazy, crazy, but I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, as far as the match, um, basically, Eel Sky and Dakota Kai win. Uh, but it was interesting to see Asuka and Eel Sky locking up there for a little oh. bit, but yes. it did seem like they were um, separating them uh, mm-hmm. or keeping them away from each other for most of the match, so um, hopefully they'll revisit it at some point. It could be as soon as like next week or something, to be honest, but um, if you're Tony Khan, you're giving it to us on Rampage um, <laughs> or something like that, but uh, anyways, so, uh, Eel Sky and Dakota Kai are victorious. What did you think of that? Um, it, I, I thought it was great. And I do agree that I think, um, that they were keeping Eel Sky and, um, Asuka away from each other. I think, of course, cause that's a money match to have almost like they're really great. And when they were in the ring together doing their stuff, it looked really fucking good. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see Eel Sky and... Dakota Kai win the whole thing. Yeah, I think that's definitely where they're going to go, which I believe the match is going to be next week on Raw uh, in Pittsburgh. So that could be the moment they win the titles here. So, um, so yeah, not too much going on there. But we go on to Ziggler and Balor. They were backstage. Um Talking shit to each other, which I thought was great, man. Balor, under Triple H, leading the charge, he's going to be back into that place uh, pretty soon where he's a top guy. Um, I would hope so, because I like Finn Balor. But um, who knows when they'll get him away from this uh, House of Black stuff, or Judgment Day, I'm sorry. That was disrespectful. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to Balor. Being a top star at some point. And it was a great match, man. Uh, Balor ended up beating Ziggler. Um, both of these guys can fucking go. Um, loved it, man. Uh, another good segment on Raw. What did you think? It was great. Um, honestly, really like the backstage stuff. But it's like I'm telling you, bro. You know, Dolph Ziggler has that same kind of like storyline when he's a face, when he's baby face. You know, like just give me a chance, just give me a chance, and <laughs> he's still losing. So like, <laughs> the match was great though. <laughs> but <laughs> that's 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 how I feel. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel differently about that. But um, he lost twice in two weeks. So true, true. But um. Hey man, Finn Balor needed to go over here. I thought. Um, you know Damian who I've Priest. noticed that's, that's. You know who I've noticed that's gone, and I feel like they're gonna have a great comeback. Who? Bobby Roode. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Just wait, just wait till he comes back, and it's gonna be glorious. 
<laughs> wow. Till I'm victorious. Glorious. <laughs> just I, bro, wait, just wait. Dude, I hadn't thought of that. That's fucking epic, man. Um man, I just Mate, used well, to love if... heel Bobby Roode in TNA as a champion. What if he comes back to fight someone? Um or let just hear me out. I don't I don't know if this will ever this will really happen. What if he comes back on Raw? Alright. And he comes back against Bobby Lashley and wins the United States title as a heel. That would be that would be good. If they did it the right way in the match, he wins as a heel, like does some dirty tactic because he, he shouldn't beat Bobby clean. No, no, of course. He'd have to do it in a dirty tactic, but like imagine like this is what I'm thinking, like Bobby Lashley's in the ring, maybe he's, you know, cutting a little bit of promo, then it just goes dark and like this the music doesn't start yet. Maybe it's just like a, like like something leading up to the music, something making a little hype, kind of um, creating yeah. the creating the atmosphere and then he just stops and then glorious. Like it'd just be fucking awesome. Well you would hear the what is it like a piano like at the beginning, like um like the way yeah, the song starts. It would like, it would start off like that. That's what I'm saying. Like it would it would go off and like this little thing, almost kind of like the Chris Jericho kind of build up, like the like whatever the fuck, and then the the piano, everything hits, fucking glorious. The the lights fucking come back on. It I don't know. Uh, that would that would be great. Yes, damn, I hadn't thought of that. I completely forgot he existed. To be honest, um, yeah, dude, he's been gone for a while. He went to NXT and then we haven't seen him since. Ah, okay. That's that should be good if it happens. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, moving on. Uh, we got Chad Gable and Otis. Uh, Alpha Academy came out, started getting some heat with the crowd. I believe they referenced their some kind of hockey player that plays there. Um, that got hey, the crowd going a bit. Did you hear the chants though? I didn't understand them. Did does Chad Gable have something going on? Because they were like, no means no, no means no. I don't know. That was weird. I was like, what are those chants about? I might have to look that up. I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But uh, anyways, they basically did a uh, a call out, uh, open challenge or something like that. And then Kevin Owens comes out. Um, this is his fucking, you know, his arena, right? They're in Toronto, Canada. This Montreal. is his fucking country or whatever. They're in Montreal. No, they were in no. Toronto. No, I'm sorry. They were in Montreal, I think. No, because they were as it. No, because uh, Edge was wrestling his first match in Toronto in like, I don't know how long. Um, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. They were in Toronto, but they were in Montreal on Friday last week. Yes. There you go. Um, so basically, KO comes out, uh, wins, and then gets attacked by Otis after. Uh, and the crowd is calling for Sami Zayn, uh, you know, to help him out. That would have been good, but I don't think that's what they were shooting for, obviously. Uh, but he doesn't come out, and KO ends up dropping both of them, looking strong as ever, which, what did you think? I don't know if you have any comments about the Sami Zayn thing, uh, but about this whole thing, like, with KO. Yeah, just... I don't think I don't think he's... KO is going to be with Sami Zayn anytime soon, especially with this new run. Maybe, you know, before all this happened, I could have seen it happening. Right. But I think KO is going to be a single star and he's going to be shoot, shot to the moon, um, especially if Drew McIntyre ends up winning. 
the title or a title because you know anyways um i don't like that they did this against uh the alpha academy only because i really like the alpha academy um especially chad gable um otis is awesome too i i feel like they need to be um, inserted back into the tag division they they should be an awesome team um but yeah kevin owens looks strong as fuck and looks amazing and, and if it was anybody else i would have hated it completely but i love it because fucking kevin owens my boy so yeah, i'm all that's, for it it's a good point you made that um definitely could have seen it uh happening before this new kevin owens um but yeah man um this i loved uh, Kevin Owens is going to continue to gain momentum, and sooner or later, he's going to be the world champion. Um, you can bet on that. I, I think so, yeah. I agree. So, moving on. Uh, another quick match we won't really get into. Bailey defeated Aaliyah via pinfall. I believe that was made because of backstage. Um, they've been like, oh, why are you not wrestling? You know, it's all Eos guy and um, Dakota Kai or whatever. but. Anyways, Bailey uh, defeats Aaliyah there. Um, and then, before we get to my favorite part of the show, uh, let's talk about there was The Miz and Champa versus Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles. Now, this, this was interesting. Um, I've been a bit skeptical about how they would use Dextra Loomis uh, and that I really didn't want to see. Uh, this kind of gimmick on the mm. show. Mm. But I did not hate the way that they did this. Yeah. Um, it basically the match ended in a no contest, but because Dexter Loomis, like, well, first there was another guy, which I don't yeah. know who that was. I don't know either. Uh, was there, trying there to. Was report- a- yeah, there was a report that actually explained who he was, but I didn't read into it because I didn't really give a fuck. Okay, yeah, so I don't know who the fuck that was. But um, basically, then they get The Miz. Uh, Dexter Loomis gets him basically from the back or from his head and drags him all the way into like the, the tunnel or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically kidnaps him. The, the fucking announcers are pointing out the fact that, like, how is this even happening? Like, there's no fucking security no no staff nobody trying to help so you know basically it was interesting though i i did like the visuals that dexter loomis had like on his face the facials um the, the facial because there's, there's, there's one face but it's so good yeah his, like his stare his stare is just everything yeah, so I did not hate that. Um, and then basically Champa got destroyed in the ring because of Miz's, um, you know, kidnapped, taken away there. So, um, you know, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles ended the segment with their hands in the raised, uh, but it ended in a no contest. What did you think of this whole thing? Uh, it's it's interesting, and it makes me want to see next week. And I do, I don't know, you did you see Dexter Loomis' segment in NXT? Um, was it this past week, this Tuesday? Uh, I think I'm, we're going to, I'm going to talk about it. I'm sorry, but it was this past Tuesday. Okay. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No matter. So basically, and all I saw was just the clip. Um, he reunites with Indy because, you know, they had that marriage or whatever on NXT previously. So he meets her, uh, at least in the segment that I saw, he meets her, they, they kiss, 
And then he walks away from her and he walks out the doors and there's like a police squad waiting for him. Like there's like police cars in the background all lit up and he's getting arrested basically. So for basically arrested what? for getting for I guess kidnapping the Miz. Dude, that that's interesting actually. Super <laughs> interesting, dude. I'm like I'm like, what is what is happening? What's going to happen? I, I, have not, I have not finished that episode yet, but I don't know if it was the same episode or the one before that where Dexter Loomis sent her like a letter or something like that. And then the 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 girl from the UK basically took it from her. She's like, hey, like that's mine or whatever. And then basically, I don't know what she does with it. I don't know if she rips it or something. But yes, I did see that. I don't know if you saw that. That I was I, I think I might have um like saw a report about it. Like, what if? Because like, you know, Dexter Loomis is coming back. So if they rekindle that, it's actually pretty good because it's continuing from a storyline that happened previously, which wasn't I don't think was like completely horrible. There were some really funny parts, especially with the bedroom condom scene. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Uh- most likely not. Okay, so like, uh, I guess they're married. Indy and, and um, Dexter Loomis get married, and they're, I guess, on their honeymoon. And he's holding on to her, and she's kind of buried in his chest or whatever. But he's holding up like a shit ton of condoms, and he's giving a thumbs up to both Austin Theory and um, uh, Johnny Gargano. And it's just fucking hilarious. It's so fucking funny. Well, I was not a fan of that kind of stuff they were doing, but. Um... That's just me, though. But I did uh, not hate. I won't say I enjoyed it, but I did not hate what they did on Raw. And we'll see where they go from here. I have faith in Triple H. I do. So, um, anyways, we get to the next part of the show, which we we mentioned Champa. Um, So, you know, coincidentally enough, the next segment, they come back from commercial. And then... Johnny Gargano's music starts playing. And I was like, what the fuck? I was getting chills Mm -hmm. as he came out. Like, literally chills. Like, just him coming out, the face that he had that was, like, taking it all in. Like, he was back. And Mm -hmm. then they cut to a part where he's going up the stairs, but then he looks at the camera. And he's like, I missed you guys or whatever. And then, you know, a good feel moment. I felt I felt like the pop could have been better, though. Um, But there was some people that were like, you know, oh, shit. And it was still, I thought, a good reaction. But I felt like it could have been better. Maybe I believed it that that's how it would have happened. But, um, yes, Johnny Gargano is back. He cuts a promo. Well, before we get to the promo, what did you think when you like saw him coming out? Um, just kind of out of nowhere, like nobody uh, out. I won't lie, I was spoiled. It. Wow. So the first thing I thought when I saw it, I was like, "Damn it, I need to see Raw now." And then when I saw, it, I was like, "Damn, I can't wait for Dan to fucking see it," because I know how much of a fan you are, Johnny Gargano. Um, I'm a fan, but not like crazy, crazy fan of him. Um, only because I haven't kept up that I think when I, cause there was a time when I just stopped watching NXT altogether. Um, basically after the, uh, up brought golden era 
of NXT. Yeah. Um, after WrestleMania 32, I think I pretty much stopped watching it slowly. Um, uh, the oh, 33, 34, whichever one was in Dallas, I stopped watching. Um, 32. 32. Okay. So, yeah, 32. After 32, I kind of stopped watching a little bit. So, the Nakamura kind of era. But, um, man, I knew it was a big deal. And especially like the ending that happened, that, that's what really got me. I was like, oh, where's this going to go? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, he cuts a promo about how he nearly decided to retire after leaving as one of the biggest stars that NXT had. Um, however, Gargano realized that he had big dreams. Uh, so he mentions like winning WWE titles. Uh, I think he said like the Intercontinental. I think he named all of them like the US, like um, the WWE title at the end. He mentioned, um, you know, competing at WrestleMania. Um, he basically says that you will never fail if you bet on yourself. So that's what I'm doing here in Toronto. I'm betting on myself. I stand here incredibly proud to say Johnny Wrestling is back in WWE. Uh, he mentions his uh, uh, newborn or whatever. Um, they get you know crazy for that. They start doing a chant. What was it? A uh, baby wrestling, I think it was, um, which is the same chant they cut they did for him when he was saying that he was going away for a while. So, um, and then here comes Theory. He interrupts and just love theory here. Like as he was walking to the ring, he was still being like a heel, but he wasn't completely like shutting out the fact that these guys have history yeah. and that they were friends. So he's like, he's got that face on him. Like, what are you doing here? Like, you like can happen, happy he see, happy to see him kind of face, right? Yeah, and like he does it all the way he gets to, uh all the way to when he gets to the ring. Um so basically um he's trying to get the band back together. Well like he basically tells him like, Yes, you showed me a lot, but like a lot has changed since then. Like, you know, I'm doing all this now. Like maybe you should be um, you know, my sidekick or something like that. Um, and then basically Gargano drops him uh, with the super kick. And then, you know, he celebrated or whatever. And then that was it. Um, what did you think of Theory and like this whole thing with Gargano or just everything, man? Like Johnny Gargano's back. I'm excited to just see what happens next for him, man. Um, he was really great in NXT. Every time I saw his matches, even if I didn't see the build up to it, his matches were always fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> In terms of the theory thing, I just don't know how they're gonna go about it. Like, will he wrestle theory and theory still lose? Like, what's going to happen with that? Like, there, it seems like that's gonna be the first feud. I hope it's not where he loses or anything because that would suck. But um, yeah. as a comeback match, you know, as a really big comeback match. So only time will tell. But I'm excited to see what he's gonna do because he's an amazing worker. Yeah, man. Um, agreed. I think Gargano will beat Theory. I don't think Theory should lose, but um, I just think they could run it back in the future because, like, Theory is he's ready, but like, he hasn't become the champion yet, so he's not really seen as like one of the top guys yet. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Um, so I feel like, you know, Gargano beating him here, as since it is a comeback match, it doesn't really bury Theory or I don't think it'll kill his momentum. Um, because he's just he's just that good and he's gonna be great regardless uh of what they do here. But um yeah, man, Triple H, like it's pretty clear that he still believes in the same men who were basically fixtures uh under him in NXT. Like think about Gargano when he left, he was one of the biggest free agents um in wrestling. And there was a lot of buzz about where he, he'd end up. Everybody kind of thought AEW, I felt. Um, so him coming back to WWE is a big deal. Yeah. It should be seen as that. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And since Vince is not there anymore, I don't have to be having any kind of doubt that Gargano is not going to get a fair chance to to be a star for them. So. Um, I see big things for him, man. I'm thinking like a Daniel Bryan kind of run uh, as the underdog to finally become the champion. Like that would be great for him. So, yeah, man. Any oh. final thoughts on that before we move on? Uh, no, I think I think you've hit everything on the head with that one. Um, so I, I'm ready for it too, though. And just like you said, um, with these people uh coming back and and whatnot, you're not too um, worried about it because these are Triple H's guys, and I feel like Triple H is is more in tuned with what the wrestling fans and the WWE fans want to see. So we're gonna get some good shit. Yeah, man. And Adam Cole somewhere in the corner punching air uh, <laughs> in shambles Dude. over this. Tony uh, Khan's gonna need to do something big because if and if. Um, Adam Adam Cole has his, has a chance to leave and go back. Even Fish and fucking O'Reilly, if they have a chance, they're coming back. Yeah, man. And even though right now they don't feel special, them coming back to WWE, it'll feel special uh, under Triple H because you know he's in charge. And I mean, just think about like what happened with Cody. Like, mm-hmm. um, he didn't feel uh-huh. really that special anymore. We ain't kind of tired of him in in AEW and he comes back to WWE and he's like the hottest thing in the, in the wrestling business. So yeah, man, uh, Tony Khan better do something. Well, Cody Rhodes is different. Hopefully with Cody Rhodes coming back, like he was under the Vince McMahon. So let's hope that Cody still has that same favor with, with, with triple H and, and not to get too much into AEW again, but you've been seeing, all the reports about everything with Eddie and Sammy and uh, Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. and then Punk and Paige or Moxley, this and that. And there's nothing about Trump, Moxley. Be quiet. Well, whatever. But they need to get something <laughs> under control. But because now you're going to start to see that the ties will change and the momentum will sway back over to WWE. Um, even I though they. Go ahead. I was just say, even though WWE's was never the second option because they've just been a dominant machine um, forever. But mm-hmm. as far as like the good shit that they put out on TV, AW had the momentum for the longest time. Even though we didn't agree with everything they've done, their shit was still more interesting to see what they what they were gonna do yes. than WWE. So now 
it's it's swaying over here to this side now, buddy. Uh, but yes, go ahead. Bro. Raw is must see, and and you're right. I was just gonna say that I honestly don't see John Moxley moving back to AEW. Unless, WWE, uh, uh, WWE, my bad. WWE, unless, and it's looking more likely, unless um, Renee goes back. But I feel like Moxley will end up going back to WWE once he's had his fill of doing what he wants wrestling-wise because I think he likes AEW so much because he gets to also wrestle on the independent shows when he wants to. Like He can literally do whatever type of wrestling he feels like doing, and I think that's what, it, what appeals to him more than anything. Yeah, we know how much that gets him off as far as yeah. the bullshit he does in um in the indie scene. But uh not for everybody. It's definitely not for everybody. So uh, that is true, my friend. Um but we move on to the main event of uh Monday Night Raw. Edge defeated uh Damian Priest. This was, you know, hyped up because it was Edge's first match in Toronto in twelve years or something like that. Um, yeah. which, which I thought was interesting. His last match in Toronto was against Christian in 2011 or something like that, or 20, 2010, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, which that sounds pretty cool. Uh, might have been a good match. I don't remember that, but uh, anyways, um, uh, but yeah, I don't really have much to say about this match, man. It was what it was. Damien Priest was, you know, he's not terrible. Um, but I could have hoped that maybe this could have, uh, elevated him more than it did um it definitely showed that he could go um but it was it was all right what did you think of this match um honestly it's not memorable to me wait wait a minute well something happened after which i didn't watch it i didn't watch the match wow okay i Um, was like you know what i saw the johnny gargano thing i don't need to watch the rest i'm tired I turned it off. Okay, well, I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, no. uh, basically, the match, the match was decent, so you didn't really miss much, honestly. But you might. I heard, that, I heard that Beth Phoenix came out at the end because I did get spoiled with a lot of things. But Beth Phoenix came out to defend Edge. Yes. So, well, she was already out there. Uh, okay, she okay. was. They showed her in the crowd when he was doing his entrance, and then. Uh, basically, he gets attacked by Balor and Ripley after the match, and then Beth Phoenix basically got in the ring with a steel chair, uh, and fe- and then they, they backed off after that. So it seems like we're probably gonna get like uh, a a gen a mixed gender tag match or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to see Phoenix. And Ripley, but where are you gonna have that match? Like, I feel like that deserves to be like a a big show kind of match, um, like a so WrestleMania I'm, or a SummerSlam. Mm, yeah, but like, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. About or the that. Rumble, like you know. But I think we're gonna get a, a tag match instead. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but um, yeah, man, any final thoughts on Raw? Anything I might have missed that you want to point out before we get to SmackDown? Um, nah, man, I think you hit anything that was noteworthy. Um, I don't, if I don't remember it without having to see it, then it's those are the noteworthy parts. All righty, so we move on to the blue brand, which uh, has been carrying the company. 
for the last two years, it feels. Um, and that's because of Roman Reigns. But this was not a bad show. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. This is better than last week. Uh, but it's just Raw was just a better show. And that's not to say that SmackDown was not a, you know, a bad show, but it, it, it was it was it was decent. It was not bad. So we kicked it off with uh, Ricochet beating Happy Corbin. Um, so there's really not much going on there. I didn't really care for that. Um, feel free to chime in if you think uh, something about this, but there really wasn't much there. Um, what was it again? Ricochet beating Happy Corbin. Ricochet's winning. Yeah, I think he's, he's won twice in a row, twice two weeks in a row. Well, he was one of uh, NXT guys for Triple H. Yeah, so, was, um, and they were really building him up too. Like, let's, Michael Cole was was like talking about all his accolades, uh, and it was well, yeah. the ones that he had. He didn't really have too too many, but like you know, bringing back up. And I like that they're bringing up in commentary like the NXT titles now, former NXT North yeah. American champion, all that, all that good shit. Yeah, um, even Gargano brought that up in his promo that, you know, much NXT stuff. So that's, um, yeah. I'm glad that they're still remembering it, and as they should. Triple H is in yeah, charge, though. So. Because those are meaningful titles. Those should be meaningful titles on their way up. Like, hey, I was a big deal here. I'm still a big deal, and you're going to fucking recognize it. Yeah, because if you don't watch NXT and you see Gargano, you're like, who the fuck is this? Um, you know what I mean? Because they haven't promoted him or shown no. any video packages so you're like who the fuck um but yeah uh that happened so yeah good for ricochet we love that for him he's winning now so street profits and hit row had a pleasant encounter uh backstage they basically just kind of ran into each other and then then there was like a whole thing uh throughout the show where um fucking what's his name max Apri. Uh, no, Max uh, Dupree. Say right. Dupree. That. So, <laughs> or LA Knight or Eli Drake. So, basically, they were trying to, or they did, like, spray paint a bus or something like that. And then um, it turns out it didn't belong to Hit Row. Actually, it belongs to the Street Profits. Uh, it's kind of weird seeing them on SmackDown. I don't know what that was about. Um, Actually, any thoughts on this? Yes, I do. I think, and it's weird because the thing said Hit Row sucks, but I think because they saw it was Hit Row, um, I think that it's that's going to cause a feud between them two. Like, it's going to be Hit Row versus the Street Profits, and it's a possible Street rock, street Profits heel turn? I don't know. It just seemed weird because how they looked at the, the spray paint, they kind of looked like they were a little pissed off. Yeah. Um, they did look pissed off. Um, that was it was just weird to me seeing them on SmackDown. Uh, it wasn't terrible, but um, we'll see what they do. I just hope they don't get lost in the shuffle because uh, they were they were hot man up until that SummerSlam match. So um, yeah, we'll see what they end up doing here. Yeah. Um, moving on, we had another women's tag team title tournament. Uh, first, they had the Fatal Four Way match, I believe. Yeah, early. In the uh, night. Yeah, and then Sonya Deville and Natalia ended up beating Dana Brooke and Tamina Shitzi and Xia Lee and Nikki Ass and Dewdrop. So they moved on to the match later on. We might as well talk about it now. Um, 
Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah defeated uh, Sonia Deville and Natalia. So, um, yeah, so that's your finals right there with Eel Sky and Dakota Kai, which I believe Bailey was uh, at commentary, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, did, um, did, didn't Dakota Kai and um, and Rodriguez used to be a team? Yes. Yes, that's correct. And they've announced that there's supposed to be another member in that faction. I think it's going to be Rodriguez. Well, you know what's crazy? Um, hey, that'd be interesting. Um, you know what's crazy, though? They just had won the NXT Tag Team titles at the show before Mania, the Stand and Deliver or whatever. Yeah. And then, then they like lost the titles, uh, like a week or two after that. Um, and, and then Rodriguez went to win the championship, right? The title, the the main title. No, no, no. They just won. No, that was um, that was before. Oh, okay, that was during that. her run. This is I'm talking about uh, basically recently um before Mania, the the night before Mania. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, so that happens. I don't really have much to say, uh, just because I just want them to crown the champions already. To be honest, just so we can get the ball rolling on yep. this new division, it feels. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, if anybody gives a shit, which I don't, but I'm still gonna mention it. Uh, there was a backstage segment where I think Sonia, Talia, I think it was before the this last match. Um. They were talking or something, and in the background you could see Nikki ass and Dewdrop just like arguing. I did. I thought um, that too. That's weird. So hopefully Nikki ass can take that ridiculous costume off and look like a a wrestler again. So and Dewdrop, she just got to go through a whole legal name change and just pretend that they never called her Dewdrop. I mean, yeah, they really fucked Dewdrop. up. Dewdrop. And then the song is so cringe, like it's like do 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 drop. I'm like, bro, I I can't stand these two women. Um, uh, but you hate you hate their gimmicks because they're that's it. Well, yeah, they're shit. But anyways, they're not shit. <laughs> they're not shit. It's well, just they've been given the shit end of a stick, and I feel like I'm telling you, they just need to go back to their original gimmicks. Um and they could be something. Um, Agree. Yeah, because Dewdrop wasn't bad and she still isn't bad. It's just shit. Anyways, agreed. Um. Anyways, moving on to something interesting. Uh, Gunter and Sheamus yes. exchanged yes. some words. Yes, uh, they fucking did. Dude, this was good. Uh, Sheamus right? started saying that. Hey, man, I've already been all these people. John Cena, he included in there. Even Triple H, the King of Kings himself, um, which is true. I still remember that. Um, that was actually like the last main roster storyline as like an active wrestler that Triple H had. Because I remember after that, Sheamus just beat the shit out of him one time before a match. So they never had it. And then... We didn't see Triple H for months and months, and then he came back to set up that match with Taker at WrestleMania 27, where they just stared at each other, and basically the match was on. And then after that, Triple H was never a 
fully active wrestler anymore. He was like a, I mean, he had he uh, had that figure. He had that short run with the with the with Evolution. Well, yeah, but he was that, still the authority figure. Like I'm talking about, just like before, just okay. yeah, like just okay. as where we didn't know he was in charge, or you know, basically. I guess uh, that's fair, but he—I mean—he did actively to, wrestle for two to, months. Well, to, <laughs> to me, that was um, no. Yes, I'm talking about just like week to week, every single week, like you know, for a year or whatever. Like, I'm talking about just a run, right? Um, but yeah, man, uh, this was interesting. Gunter and Sheamus. I'm looking forward to the fucking match. Uh, Sheamus told him, "You remind me a lot of myself." And Gunter's like, I am nothing like you. Um, and I ain't then, no bitch. Yeah, Sorry. basically. So he <laughs> told him, like, you know, I'm a beast. Um, and so is Seamus, man. But You're both beasts, and I'm so ready for this fucking match because they're going to beat yeah. the shit out of each other, bro. Yes, and then uh, they end up seeing uh, Butch go at it with uh, Ludwig Kaiser and then um, even fucking, I uh, forget his name all the time. Man, they make Ludwig look fucking strong, dude. He, but like, they made Butch look strong in this one too. Honest, and then like, I, I'm sorry, I'm taking over. I just love, I love this segment. Continue. No worries, man. I I loved it too. I knew you would have loved it also. Um, but yeah, and then I hope soon we can get Pete Dunn back. Uh, because this name Butch is just not it, man. Um. I know Pete Dunn is a Triple H guy, so I have confidence that that will happen. I heard Austin Theory is getting back his name, and I hope Champa is eventually as well. I don't know if you heard that one about Theory, but I wish. I actually, um, I saw that there was a dark match um, after SmackDown, and it was actually um, Butch in his Pete Dunn gimmick, um, like his tights and everything. Uh, mm. So that might be on the way or just getting him in his regular tights while still being called Butch or like somehow they're going to put his name in there again. Um, we don't know because remember Butch is a nickname because Seamus even said we call him Butch. So right. he does have a name, which is probably Pete Dunn. But not to I want to set this up because it was just so fucking cool. Like I thought it was so badass. It was like these guys are, are so badass. They don't need to fucking fuck around like they're like so they're staring off against Tush, Seamus and, and Gunther. And then uh, Butch goes at Ludwig. Ludwig goes out after both of them. Then fucking the other guy comes in. Ludwig makes quick work of him. They go to the outside, throw him out of the ring, comes back into the fucking ring, and they're just fucking beating the shit out of each other, Ludwig and Butch. And then they both kind of, like, knock each other out a little bit. And as they're getting up close to their, like, you know, their leaders, Gunther and, and Seamus, Gunther and Seamus just hold hold them back. They're like, nah, we don't need to do this right now. Let's get the fuck out of here. And it was just so fucking cool and so fucking badass and so believable because you know Seamus is a badass and you know that Gunther is a badass. You know that this is going to be a fucking heavy-hitting um, attack. This honestly made SmackDown for me. This was the best thing for SmackDown. That uh, was a high point, definitely, of the show. Um, I'm looking forward to the match, man. Uh, that's probably one of the most... Um, Probably gonna be one of the most hard hitting matches uh, that we've seen in a long time, uh, and this is this is gonna be a clinic, man. This is professional oh. wrestling. No, no, it's not gonna be a clinic, bro. It's gonna be a fucking massacre. A clinic is something that you see against two technical wrestlers. 
Brian Danielson <laughs> and uh, Chris Jericho might turn into a clinic. But this is just going to be a fucking fight. This is just going to be two behemoths fucking fighting Godzilla versus King Kong shit, bro. People are going to die. No, they're not going to die for real. But... Think about this. They're going to destroy each other, right? We know that's what's going to happen. And oh, it's yes. just going to be bad, right? And in, in AEW, the definition of that is using weapons and fucking bleeding and everything. Watch. No, these these, two, the these two guys... If they had the same match in AW, they'd be fucking opening each other up. All no, blood. they wouldn't. Shut there, will up. Be, there will be no blood in this match, and it will it's be like fucking. I forgot open. that Samoa Joe faced off against Mataro. Um, can't remember his name. Like you forgot that match completely, where they just beat the shit out of each other the whole fucking match. I I I didn't like that match. Ah, whatever. They still beat the shit out of each other, which I loved. Um, it, it wouldn't if if this was an AW, it would it would be just that they would just do what they do best, which both of them just beat the shit out of people. The problem which with AW it, is that there's a lot of people that do a lot of hardcore shit, so there's a lot a, of people turning themselves up. And actually, in AW, they would not allow it to happen because Sheamus and Gunter would actually be like, "No, we're not doing that bullshit. We don't need that." And they would go out there and just no blood, no weapons. Oh, I think that I think there would still be blood. I'm not gonna lie. Like this match, honestly, they could they could definitely work in a spot where they would get blood, but it would be blood. like less. It wouldn't be like he got blood because he hit him with a chair, or hit him with something else. No, he got blood because he was thrown into the fucking ring post, or he got blood because this man just fucking pummeled him with his fucking head into the fucking stairs. Like there would be a different reason how he got blood, but there would I could see like if this match was an AW. It would still be a bomb ass fucking match where people are destroying each other, but there would be blood. And sometimes it's not a bad thing, especially if they don't do it too often, which unfortunately AEW does. Right. So, so I don't, I can almost guarantee that there will not be any blood in this match, but if it is, it'll feel special because WWE yes. doesn't do it on every fucking match. So uh, I don't think there'll be blood at all. Because <laughs> they don't need it. They don't they need it. The, exactly. They'll just beat the shit at each other, and you'll see it on their chests and on their legs. and as Seamus, you see it all over his goddamn body. Exactly. So that should be good. A barn burner. Uh, but moving on. Uh, the New Day basically sent the Viking Raiders into retreat with some candlesticks. Um, I honestly did not give a shit about this. I didn't care either. Um, so we're just going to move on. Um, Roman Reigns uh, will have a celebration of the two-year anniversary of his world title reign next week. That should be interesting. Um, we'll see what they end up doing there. Any thoughts on that? Two um, years, man. That's crazy. I think it's going to be great. And then you're going to have uh, fucking someone ruin it. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe McIntyre. And so <laughs> it'll be yeah. fun. It'll maybe be for us, we'll get involved too. Or, or yeah, it, it'll be fun. So Karen Cross, speaking of him, Ooh, he's going to... Make his in-ring return next week. Uh, he did come out cutting a promo or something like that. He was, uh, I don't know where he was. Um, he, yeah, but he cut a promo on the video packages they were doing for McIntyre. Okay, I see. Uh, so, yeah, we'll finally see him in the ring next week. And then I'm assuming get him ready to probably be next up for Roman. But honestly, man, I'm calling it right now. Drew McIntyre 
is winning at Clash at the Castle. I don't think he's going to. Like, uh, it's going to be big, man. Like, I don't think you understand how big of an event this is for WWE. And Drew McIntyre winning the title would get a huge fucking pop. But there would be um, so much more booze if he lost. True, but uh, I don't know, man. I honestly think I, he could shock the world, bro. He could, and I honestly think that WWE will shock the world and have him lose because he is looking like he's going to win. Roman True. has looked weak this whole time moving on up. Um, except for this past Friday, but the week before, he looked super weak last week. Yeah, um, McIntyre beat him um, then. Um, and then next week, you're more than likely going to see McIntyre get his payback. He's going to beat down Roman Reigns. The day before they actually are in Cargo, um, or wherever the fuck they're going, I said Cargo. That's fucking Jay. Cardiff, Cardiff. Um, but um, Dash, you rent free in your head, bro. Uh, I think now she just has a stupid name um, that rhymes <laughs> with Cardo or whatever the fuck they're going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that Roman Reigns is gonna win. I think he's gonna retain the title. Um, and if anyone, I don't even think that theory is gonna be. Um, you know, cashing in at all. So well, that's what I, I think. I, yeah, I don't think Theory will get involved, but this match, honestly, it reminds me of like how I felt going into their first match at Survivor <laughs> Series where I was like, Drew's going to win or Drew could win. Yeah. Um, and like now this match too, and a lot of Roman matches are like, I'm sure it'll be good because it's Roman. But we know Roman's going to win. And this one, even if you don't fully believe it could happen, there's there's a percentage of you yeah. where you're like, yeah. hey, this could happen. Like, they this could, could be it. He's, dude, he's Triple H's guy, too. Like, he was the NXT champion. Like, yeah. like don't be shocked if it happens, but it's going to be shocking if it does, regardless, I think. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm excited for that. Um, should be a good event. Um, Maximum L models will make their in-ring debut debut next week against Hit Row was announced. I don't really yep. give a shit about that. Um, Ludwig Kaiser versus Butch was announced for next week's SmackDown as well. That mm. should be that interesting. Should be real good. That should be real fucking good. Um, and then Again, just forget that his name is Butch. And just remember that he wrestles just like the dude Pete Dunn. It's going to be a great match. Because Ludwig is fucking good, too. Yes, uh, he is not to be slept on. Um, and then New Day versus Viking Raiders in a Viking oh. rules match was announced for... How many times do we got to do this? For next week, which I will not be watching. Um, and then, of course, we, <laughs> or of course, we get to the main event, though. The main course. Um... Basically, it was leading up to this match throughout the night. Uh, Sami Zayn was trying to talk to Roman. Uh, Wait, Usos, he didn't even try. He, not even trying. Right, he went to the locker room. Usos, uh, you know, I love that Jay is just like fucking hates him. Like I always look at his facials when they see him, and Jimmy's Thanks. like acting all like, "Hey, what's up, man?" You know, like kind of fake like, about yeah. it. Like he actually, but no, no, like Jay, like I feel like uh, Jay almost no, it's, Jay, it's Jimmy, Jimmy, uh, main event Jay, main, main event Jay. Jay. There you go. So Jimmy is always like, "Hey, what's up, man?" He seems like he's like he 
like not completely fake about it, but he's just trying to like, yo, man, just chill out. Like he's trying to help him a little bit. And like this week he was like, hey, what's up, dude? What's going on? I'm like, all right. And then fucking Jay over here all pissed off. Like, no, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, bro. Like Jimmy, Jimmy's like, I feel like he's like laughing inside where he's like this poor bastard. Like we got him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we got him where we want him kind of shit. And then Jay is like, just hates him so bad that he doesn't want to even act fake. Uh, He's just like, nah, you know, but yeah. Yeah, he gets to talk to Roman. Roman is like also playing Sammy. I mean, that's basically uh, what's happening here, I think. Yeah, just wait till Sammy does something that he doesn't like. It's going to be very, a very, uh, I feel like, remember in the beginning with Jay? Like, uh, Jay messed up in a match or something when he was like barely getting it with Roman, and Roman would give him a hug, but then beat him down. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to happen to Sammy when they finally betray him, betray him. And, then, um, and I said it before, like, Sammy, this would be the perfect time to turn him babyface because he could get some sympathy for that beatdown that he's going to get, and we know it's coming. And we're gonna um, get a, we might even get a Sammy Zayn for, for a world title match. Yeah, exactly, bro. And Sammy Zayn was Triple H's guy as well. We've Dude, talked about... And, and he can go, like, imagine a match between Sammy Zayn and Roman Reigns. Babyface Sammy's though, like uh, yeah, baby him face working Sammy. as a babyface. Oh, uh, dude, the che- they would the 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 room would be split because Sammy Zayn is just fucking. He's over. He's over. He's in people's minds whether you like it or not. Let's not forget that when he was in, even though it was his hometown, this was the biggest like pop for a wrestler I've I've, I've seen in a long while. Montreal was going crazy for Sammy Zayn, like it was yeah. loud as fucking. You know that shit wasn't piped in. Yeah, and dude, Sami Zayn is going to be a Hall of Famer one day. Like, yeah, he's that great, and I can't wait to see a babyface uh, run from him. And I know yep. it's coming. So, um, yeah, basically, you know, Roman tells him that he needs to do another favor for him or something like that. Um, and then basically has a match with Drew. Oh, real quick before we get into the match. Um, I don't know if you saw that part, but when Sami Zayn like, oh yeah, get in people's minds and start doing this, and he's like doing a weird little dance, and then even Roman's like, if you if you watch back that segment when he's doing the little dance, uh-huh. you can see Jay in the background covering his face because he's laughing. I did notice he was like, and I was like, <laughs> is he like supposed to be doing that right now, or is he just trying not to laugh? Like, I think he was trying not to. He was covering his face, but you can tell he was smiling. Yeah. Um, but it was funny. Like, I I did. It was pretty funny, man. I like how I like how Roman's working, Sammy. Sammy, it's actually it's pretty good. Yeah, man. I've been I've been enjoying it as well. So we get to the match. Um, honestly, great finish. Um, mm-hmm. Claymore, his ass, and boom, one, two, three. Um, and then any thoughts on the match though? Uh, before we get oh, to dude, the, it was. It was a great match. I mean, Sami Zayn puts on a great match every single time. Like, look at all his Nakamura matches. Not Nakamura. Yeah, Nakamura. Like, yep. it's crazy. I've never actually, I've never had a matchup that I've seen so many times that I'm looking forward to so many times. Um, and it's thanks to Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn honestly can go with anybody. But it's there's just something special between him and Nakamura. But yeah, it was so good. had some bangers. Oh hell yeah, they were always bangers, but they kept them apart for too long in the main roster. True, true. 
Um, but yeah, Sami Zayn, man, um, good shit. And then basically he loses, right? And then yep. Roman attacks uh fucking Drew from behind, but then Drew gets the you know, he fucking throws him into the fucking post. Roman falls out of the ring, but here come the Usos. They beat him down. Um, and then he fights them off, but then he gets speared by Roman. And then I believe they get some fucking chairs, start beating the shit out of him. And then he basically end the show with Roman standing or sitting on the chair over Drew. Um, so, you know, finally, Roman's looking strong here, as you talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did you think of this whole segment and, uh, what's to come? I think it was a great way to end raw, especially going into next week's, um, whole like Roman reign celebration, two years as champion. Um, so it was a good SmackDown. It was actually pretty decent. There were some flat parts in it, but, um, better than the previous week. So not a bad, not a bad week for WWE. Yeah, man, not a bad week. Um, been loving the roman stuff so um that stuff is good and the show was solid um definitely better than uh dynamite that's Uh, for sure what was better than dynamite okay better than the second hour of fucking dynamite smackdown was better than the second hour it's not even the second hour like the the punk moxie match came out like what with 30 minutes left of the of dynamite so I don't know what you're talking about. No, they came out like at the start, didn't they? Of the, mm. the I remember because I remember when they were coming out. I'm like, damn, like we still got like an hour left. So I'm like, this match probably gonna go on for uh, a long time. Like, and then there'll probably be something after. I remember there was like at least 45 minutes left, 50 minutes. There Close wasn't too hour. much time left because there wasn't really any other match after them but the main event, I believe. Let me look back at my notes real quick. Um, I want to say the Moxley match. Yeah, no, it wasn't too much. Like there wasn't too much time left over in night because the only thing that was left after that was the Christian Cage promo and then the main event. So maybe the last hour, but I don't think they dragged it on that long, especially because the Moxie match was only like eight minutes. True, true. Um, Well, yeah, man, but still, anyway, solid-ass show. Raw was better, though, this week, and that we love that for them, man. Like, fucking Raw has been rotten as fuck, like, for so long. Uh, And I'm not even talking about the fucking COVID era, like... Before that, it was rotten. Um, after yeah. COVID, it was rotten. And we don't even want to talk about how everything was during the COVID era for them. But uh, it wasn't all completely horrible. Roman Reigns was there. so Not on Raw. True. You're right. I didn't watch Raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raw. Okay, so that's, that's telling you something. Like, the fact yeah. that you wouldn't even watch that shit. Like, and... Sometimes maybe not even know what was going on. Like, you I mean, even... I would know enough. I just wouldn't know like the the specifics. I caught, I kept up, but not kept up completely because fuck raw. But now raw is like a must see. Honestly, at this point, it's must see. I love it raw, man. But uh, yeah, we are pretty much done 
for WWE for this week. And um, yeah, great shit, man. I we have one more segment before we close yes. it off. We got Go the ahead, Nico. Segment of the week. It is the overrated, underrated, properly rated. We're going to go through wrestling factions. Um, we'll make this pretty quick because we did run pretty long on the show. I think it's we're coming on two hours. So let's get this going, man. Um, so overrated, underrated, properly rated evolution. Um, it's a I think evolution would be properly rated because i don't think that they are underrated they're definitely held to what they are and i don't feel like people hype them up more than they are like i think it's what it is so yeah yeah it really is and especially like if you think about what came out of it i think i'm agreeing with you completely um because like you have Randy Orton, who is future what twelve-time world champion at this point now, or is he thirteen? Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. See, he has a shit ton of championships. Then you have Batista, who is also a multiple-time champion. You have Triple H, who at that point was like a nine-time, ten-time champion. And you had Ric Flair, the Goat. Like <laughs> exactly, buddy. And like that's just a great, great, great stable. Um. All right, so we got to agree that's properly rated. Now, Nexus, underrated, overrated, or properly rated? Underrated. It with all due respect, because the Nexus was dominant, and then they fucking shit the stick, I felt, after they lost to Cena's um, team at SummerSlam of that year, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like people shit on the group. Um, I definitely didn't like the when they did the new Nexus. Um, that yeah. they, even though I love Punk, some of that stuff was not all that great. Um, but honestly, Raw was in pretty bad shape, I felt, at that time as well. There really wasn't too much going on until Punk... Uh, would start his meteoric rise after shortly after that uh, storyline, but yeah, underrated. What do you think? Uh, for how much people say that they could have been like really big, I'd say overrated. Because even wow. if they won those the those matches and whatnot, I don't feel like I don't know. I think it was they were gonna be ending soon after, anyways. Like individually is what i'm looking at here because even after they left individually none of them really hit the mark in anything like as coherent or popped out of the screen to anyone else you know Heath Slater had like the good 3mb but that was just all entertainment wade barrett floundered until he floundered all the way off the screens because i mean bad news barrett was great up until it wasn't and that's also the booking, but I just feel like, yeah, I think it's overrated in how people say they could have been like the biggest thing ever if they, they had won these specific matches. But I feel like at the end of the day, after they won those specific matches, if they won championships or whatever, I think people would have staled on them eventually because they were really super green in terms of the WWE. And I don't think they were um, ready for that position to begin with. Well, I think like what they did up until they ruined it was underrated 
But um, yeah, they they definitely have not like, you know, they didn't go on to do great things because and Wade Barrett was the biggest fumble. Uh, I felt out of that the biggest bust out of that group because uh, he had the potential, but it didn't pan out. So yeah, it's it's not like a like think of it like this for me with Wade Barrett. It's not like a Cody Rhodes where like he leaves he leaves this faction or whatever. But Cody Rhodes made every gimmick afterwards like matter, like the dashing Cody Rhodes stuff, the the okay. the mass dashing Cody Rhodes, the 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 scholar or whatever the fuck you know all that shit. Mm. Um, like he made those gimmicks, even if they didn't push him to it, he made them. But Wade Barrett, like they gave him gimmicks, they didn't really go anywhere. He floundered after the Nexus broke up, so that's why I feel it's a little overrated because of how much people like. Say, oh, if they only did this, it's like, no, I, I don't think even if they won, they weren't ready for the spot. Yeah, but that's me. That's no, me. no, I don't completely disagree with you. Um, but yeah, that's okay. my all righty. Uh, one thing down, all right. The Wyatt family, underrated, overrated, properly rated. Man, that one's tough. Um, what do you think? I honestly don't. Okay. Right I, I actually feel like they're they were they were underrated for what they could have done. Um what they okay. what they did do, no matter how much they lost, no matter how much they you know they broke up too soon. They broke them up way too soon. They could have done so much more. They should have won championships, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like people kind of sleep on them that like they don't talk about them enough about how crazy of a force they really were. And they were like the tag teams to kind of beat at a time. I think or they like, talk more about just Bray Wyatt. Like when they mentioned like that run. Yeah. It's just like, it's just Bray Wyatt. They're definitely not overrated. So it's either underrated or properly. But um, I'd probably have to say that they are underrated as well. Because um, I feel like they don't get talked about as much as the Shield. But that's just because those guys went off and did great things. But... I mean, Bray um, Wyatt ended up becoming the Fiend super over. Definitely cut his title reign was cut too short and yeah. a short ass match. And then you have Brody Lee or Luke Harper at the time who goes to AEW and reinvents his gimmick in a time when there was no one in the crowd, but he's super fucking over. Right. And, you know, until his untimely death, like, I, I mean, he was, he, um, and he's going to be the talk of my next um, one, but like, he was fucking over. So, like, those two alone, I mean, um, what was his name? Uh, Rowan. Rowan. Rowan Redbeard. Yeah. Um, he was good, too. He was a decent big man. I actually enjoyed, I enjoyed everything that they did. So, I think they're underrated still, though. I think they, just because they didn't have the accolades, like, they had amazing matches with the Shield. They had um, amazing matches with uh, the, uh, the New Day with the fucking um with the usos like yeah i feel underrated i feel like rowan he um the only reason why he was um a decent or solid big man was because he went through like that wwe system so um if he would have been somewhere else or whatever he would have really been the shits to be honest and um and luckily he did not go through I that think, system. 
I think it was a, a bit of um, that system, but also um, Luke Harper or Brody Lee being his tag partner. I feel like he really helped him a lot because yeah, he was he, already like a seasoned vet in terms of pro wrestling. And w- when we were comparing it to like the Shield, he's um, in this group. He's like nowhere near any of those guys in the Shield. Yeah. Um, and I feel like Bray Wyatt is up there, like as far as their work for what it is, is up mm-hmm. there with the guys like the Shield and Brody. He was getting to that point as well. He had a great run. Uh, I, and unfortunately, I, it was too short. I think he was there the whole time. It's just that they didn't use him. I mean, remember that he went from literally not being used for over a year, then finally going to AW and being fucking top tier automatically. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I could agree with you on that, but yeah, I, I'm gonna have to say though. Um, that they're underrated, though. All right, so. all right, all right, all right. We agree on that one too. Uh, well, no, we didn't agree on the last one. But anyways, <laughs> um, the Dark Order, Brody Lee, under Brody Lee, under Brody Lee, under Brody Lee. Overrated, properly rated, underrated. Um, I think it's properly rated properly because. Rated, yeah. I, I think it's because they're definitely not overrated. They are talked about like, because when you talk about the Dark Order, you always say like, oh, well, the only good things that they ever did was when it was under Brody Lee. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like it's being slept on, so it's definitely not underrated. Yeah. Um, so I'd have to say properly properly rated. So, You know, I'd have to agree with you on that. I was going to say underrated, um, overrated, actually. I was going to say overrated. Um, but... You're right. Like they, they're not. They're they're talking about decently enough, and with Brody Lee there, um, I guess I would only think underrated just because of how much they kind of, like, yeah, they kept up with the funny shit, but without Brody Lee being there to shut them the fuck up when he wanted to, because they would do funny shit when Brody Lee was there. That's kind of where right. it started. But Brody Lee was there to lay down the hammer and be like, "Hey, shut the fuck up," and throw papers at people. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, okay, I, I I'll agree with you. P- properly rated, properly rated. Nice. Alrighty, let's see. Still some stuff within our 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 generation. The Shield, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Um, I think they're properly rated. Um, the Shield is not overrated because. They were one of the best, if not the best, trio uh, in WWE. Um, an actual trio, not like the shit that they do in uh, AEW. But um, I know you're talking about there's real trios in AEW. Yeah, if you want to call them that, I guess so. Um, but anyways, um, and they're definitely not underrated because they are talked about like as being one of the best fucking teams ever factions whatever you want to call it trios um so yeah man properly uh properly rated goats hmm. what do you think mm-hmm. uh, that's a tough one to be honest thank you i want to say overrated but they were really great they were really great yeah I'm gonna, I'm, great. I'm gonna have to agree with you the properly rated thank um, you sir 
I want to be controversial, but I can't say shit about them, dude. They were just, they were great when they, they were there, like, and they didn't get tiresome. It was a really, it was the biggest surprise when they actually disbanded. Um, they, they did it well. They did it well. There's, well, there's nothing much to say that you didn't already say. Well, to be honest, um, if you want to hear something controversial, John Moxley, they could have done without John Moxley. That's for sure. Mm, who else would have been in there? Uh, I remember there was talk of it. Well, it was not supposed to be Roman. It was going to be Cassius Ono, and then they uh, or Tyler Hero, whatever. No, wait, Tyler Hero. Is it Tyler Hero? Yeah, it's Tyler Hero. <laughs> Hero. Tyler Hero's uh, the player from uh, the Heat. Oh shit! You're right. What is his name, man? It's um. Well, the the player Chris is Hero. Tyler Hero. Chris Hero. Chris Hero. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, but um, yeah, it's supposed okay, to be. That Go was ahead. Roman's spot. Who who is supposed to be Moxley's? Um, are you asking me like what? Because that wasn't a thing. And Moxley was always going to be in that group. But okay, if you're then. asking me, who That's what else? You're saying. You're, yeah, you're saying that Moxley should. They could have done it without Moxley. So yeah, who could have okay. filled his spot then? Well, at the time, who was available? We have to think at that. Exactly. There was no one else. So who? Would, that's why. How could they have done without Moxley? Moxley was the was the mouthpiece for the longest time. Because if you want to remember, Roman Reigns couldn't cut a promo, and neither could Seth Rollins in the beginning. It was all Moxley. So they couldn't have done it without Moxley. Chris Hero could have been Moxley. Oh my God! Chris Hero looked like a bloated ass person. He did not have any good look or quality in him at that point. In time. Cesaro could have been in that group Cesaro as well. Cesaro couldn't talk either. What are you talking about? Moxley was the only choice because he was the one that could talk. That's was terrible. Rollins could have talked as well. He no, was terrible. At the time, he he was sucked. What are you talking about? Look back at those at the early days of fucking of the Shield. It was Moxley talking the whole time. And even the, if you look at Seth Rollins' first run as a world champion, him talking there, he wasn't even that great. This is just about. Your fucking fetish for John Moxley style wrestling, all right, and that's no, why you're defeating. He can cut a promo, buddy. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> His style of wrestling, you know that he can cut a promo. You're being stupid. <laughs> all right, well they're properly rated, so what are you thinking? Yeah, uh, whatever, shut the fuck up. <laughs> all right, next. They can do without John Moxley controversial, my butt. Um, <laughs> you wanted something controversial. You got. It. I wanted something controversial, not stupid. Something with meaning. Something that that could have been, you know, argued about. But that was that was a stupid one. I mean, people could talk about. That's a good subject. Could they have done without John Moxley? And who would you put in there? Could you make an mm. argument? We honestly nah. don't have a full list right now of guys that could have been put in that spot at the time. You'd have to I'm look j- at the FCW roster at the time, or yeah. the NXT roster at that exactly. time. Exactly. Um, because I don't think anyone could top Moxley in terms of uh, promo abilities, other than maybe Bray Wyatt. But I think he was they were already doing the Wyatt family thing at that point. Um, okay, I'm trying to look. Sanity, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Sanity, the Eric Young group. Yep. Overrated. Overrated. Okay. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I was gonna say properly rated, because no one talks about them. <laughs> like no one says anything. Because 
I will say though that Eric Young is a fucking just a genius, man. He's got such a great mind. Like if you see that work that he did there, he can cut a promo. Uh, he can tell a story, and he can work in the ring. And I know you don't watch Impact, but his run over here, like he's got—I'm sure he's got full control of his creative or whatever. Um, and just like the details that he puts in it, like, and it's serious. Um, he doesn't—you know—obviously he's old, but he doesn't do all the other bullshit jumps, things like that. Like, he's great. I just wanted to say that Eric Young doesn't get okay. talked about a lot. Um, but the, as far as this group, I'd probably have to say overrated just because I don't know. Like, yes, they don't get talked about. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I have to say that it's fucking, um, overrated. I'm sorry. Lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. No problem. Um, all right. I'm going to go into something else. Uh, new world order overrated, underrated, properly rated. I'm gonna go first real quick because I'm gonna say that they are properly rated, and only because no matter where you go, no matter what wrestling event you see, there's always at least at least one person wearing an NWO shirt. Like without a doubt, you're gonna see an NWO shirt, and um, their group was literally the group that helped WCW beat. WWE in the ratings for that entire time. Now, did they get oversaturated? Yes, but the core of NWO is still super cool. I think they're they're probably rated. Yeah, I have to agree, man. Um, they're probably like the greatest faction, like a big group like that uh, of all time. Um, I think a group that has like at least five people, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, maybe even four. Uh, but yeah, man, they got to be. Up, they're up there for sure. Uh, properly, properly rated. So, alrighty, next one, uh, the copycat Bullet Club. Are they overrated or properly rated? I'm not gonna say underrated because there's no way they're underrated. Oh man, the Bullet Club. They're kind of overrated, man. Honestly, um, I think they're getting there, uh, just because of how long they've stretched this out for. Uh, it's almost like another brand like that, just, just of guys, you know what I mean? But they don't ever wrestle each other. Well, sometimes they do, but, uh, yeah, man, I honestly think it's getting to the point where it's kind of overrated. Um, I think, yes, I, I can agree with you, but I will say that they are overrated as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, it is almost like a brand. It's just like you stamp someone on it. This is what like the talks would be if end up if we were going through the NWO. If we were like living in the nineties right now at the end of the NWO run, we would say that they're overrated at this point in time. But I think it, let's talk about the around the time AJ Styles um, came in. Um, I feel like they were probably properly rated at that point because that's they blew up pretty big. And the leader of that group, when they blew up pretty big, was Finn Balor. And then they beat him down. The Good Brothers beat him down. And AJ Styles took over the group for a while. And it was still really big. And at that point, I would still say it's properly rated. And then it blew up even more once once Kenny Omega turned on AJ Styles. And then 
you know, the, the, uh, the, the, what is it called? The best bout machine or whatever the fuck you want to call them gimmick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was created. And the Cody Rhodes storylines, the storylines that they had were, were, were really great. Um, and they were transcending, um, in a company that doesn't normally, um, you know, have any pull in terms of like influence within the wrestling community. Like they were, it's a great company to be a part. I'm not going to say NJPW doesn't put on great shows. I'm just saying that they transcended NJPW and it was like infiltrating everything. Like, as you saw, where it went into ring of honor and all that yeah. stuff. So at that point, probably, but at this point, yeah, it's, it's almost saturated. Not saying anything about Slingblade because Slingblade is fucking great still, but in all, like they don't have the the same type of star power that they that they once had. So yes, overrated as of today, but in the long run, they're gonna be properly rated. They're gonna be they they're gonna go down as as one of the greatest factions underneath. I want to say the NWO because that's another thing you can't go anywhere any wrestling event without seeing a Bullet Club shirt. Yeah, that's true, and um. I think, like, besides, like, right now, as far as the way it is now, I think they had, like, two leaders at some point, like, because I think Evil was also, like, one of the leaders. They were almost, like, divided, I think. Um, it was weird, but um, I don't know the full story on it because I don't watch it consistently. But uh, um, besides Jay White, who else do they have, like, there that's and, a star? Like, let's Let's really talk about it. Like, actually... Actually, a star with everyone, not just hardcore wrestling fans. You know, they have great wrestlers with inside the the um, the Bullet Club. Uh, they got Kenta. Um, they've got uh, some other dudes here and there that they're great at what they do, but it's just they don't have that same star power. Kenta almost does, but not really still. Yeah, and like Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, um, they're names, but that's just because mainly I think. They're the one of the original like people that were in the, in the. They were there club. when on, when the good shit was happening. Right. So, but their work in the ring now is honestly not the best. Um, but they talk about each other like if they're the best team in the world when there's probably like ten teams better than them. Uh, uh, I think in NJPW they were at one point when, like I said, maybe during uh, at the end of the Finn Balor. Um, era and at the beginning of the and throughout the AJ Styles era of uh, Bullet Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to agree. Um, and then the other guy, I don't know if you know him. What's his name? Um, the Finesser. Um, fuck. I already forgot his name. But uh, they also have Ace Austin recently joined the team. He could be a star if he's put in the right company or the right position. Um, he could be a star as well. I don't know if you've seen his work. Um, I think I might have, but not knowingly at the point at that point in time. So can't say anything really at that point. But there's that's the thing. Like, like I feel like Bullet Club doesn't have the stranglehold it once had. Um, it's like its power grew and grew and grew until it came to a point where it was so big that it created mega stars out of like Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and. Cody Rhodes to an extent. Cody Rhodes already had a name, but like even bigger with the Bullet Club behind him. Um, that was some great shit that was happening at that point in time. It's just kind of fallen over, I think. Um, yeah, and Chris Bay was um, the other guy I was trying to think of. Um, um, he's good. 
Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, I think we'll end it at that one. Um, some good picks, some good um, conversations about these different factions. I mean, there's so many um, that we can go. Actually, um, real quick, uh, which one was better? Um... Nation of Domination before or after The Rock? Um, after The Rock. After The Rock. Wait, mm. are you like with The Rock or without The Rock? Oh, I meant without, like how I said it, as I meant pre-Rock and then post-Rock. Post-Rock. Post-Rock? Okay. Yeah. I would only say pre because that's when they were actually the nation i think post they kind of like stopped being the nation and then they kind of like broke out and i don't think it lasted too much longer after after they got the rock um i just think that after the rock um i mean the rock's the rock i'm sure it made it more interesting in that time as a viewer uh as a faction but um yeah, it's because Farouk, bro. I just I'm a big Farouk fan, so I think him as leader was was dope, and his promos that he cut were dope. And um, and Farouk when they beat, is underrated. Farouk is underrated. Yeah. So, without Ross a doubt. Damn. Wrong. Damn. Alrighty, we'll end it there. <laughs> All, All right. right. So this was another episode of the Let's Wrestle podcast. Like us on Twitter. We don't have a Facebook because fuck Facebook in the face. Um, if you want to listen into our podcast, you can check out our link tree and our bio. Um, that'll show you different ways to listen to it. I mainly listen to Spotify just because I'm a Spotify man, but you can listen to Apple Podcasts, uh, whatever other podcast you listen to. This is but true. But that's yeah, it. Man. Signing out, man. Signing out. We're getting the fuck out of here. Uh, We will see you next week. Latest. Peace. Peace.